Blog Talk Radio. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Wayne Wade, sweet dice, Lilo, 
Paper Day Parade, rest in peace, Bob Marley. Statue of Liberty, long live the world trade, long live the king, yo. I'm from the Empire State. Topic, 
it, it, it's really disheartening, you know, when you take a day like today, which is the anniversary, uh, for purposes of, you know, debate, you know, trying to debunk the, all the theories that surround September 11th. So, you know, we're not going to do that today. Yeah, nobody, no one's a bigger conspiracy theorist than me, folks. I, I think you guys know that by now, but we're not going to do that today. Today, what we're going to do, we're going to lay back, we're going to cool out, we're going to listen to uh, a, a, a few, a lot of commentary from a few different people, you know, who who actually lived through um, the attacks on the Twin Tower, the attacks on the World Trade Center. Um, we're going to listen to some commentary from some folks who were actually inside the building, who actually, one man who, who actually saw the plane coming and, and the plane hit his floor. He saw the plane eye to eye looking through the window. Can you imagine I mean that's that's just that's absolutely amazing that this man actually made it out of the building and made it alive and and, and is alive and well today, even, and uh, you know it's just an amazing thing. It, this man is extremely blessed, along with a lot of a lot of us who are extremely blessed that we hadn't had to face such a tragic event, such as the attacks on the World Trade Center. Um, my heart goes out to the family and all the friends of the folks who who passed on. Um, actually 3,120 people, if I'm not mistaken, I got my notes somewhere, but I think it's 3,120 people and I could be off somewhere. There are different numbers out there. So we're going to, let's say unofficially, um, but that is an official number, 33,120 people that passed on, on, uh, the attacks on the world trade center. So my heart pours out to you folks, my, my spirit and my soul, I, I commend those people who were running in the buildings. Like I see a lot of Facebook posts and a lot of, a lot of commentary on the blog and uh, on the hip hop conservative blog that I run and uh, on a lot of other sites that we're on. And uh, even, even in a couple of letters that we got and a lot of people are really posting about, there was this one post that was going around about, you know, saying that, you know, I commend the folks who were running inside the buildings when everybody else is running out of the buildings. And I don't know if anybody really remembers the footage, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it plenty of times on different blog sites or radio stations or, or YouTube even, but it's it's all over the place, maybe even movies or, you know, little skits that you may have seen, plays or what may have you. But if you guys don't remember, there were firemen, there were first responders, there were, man, heroic people that were running inside of the building or, or that were like, toting people outside of the building who couldn't hold themselves up or who couldn't walk. You know, there was a lot of folks together at that particular moment. And uh, a lot of people were doing some great things trying to, you know, just trying to rescue people, man, when they were at a time of despair, you can't, you can't put a price on that. And, and the price is definitely not life, but you can't put a price on someone doing something so valuable, especially to the extent of running inside the Twin Towers, you know, uh, I can't remember 108 floors, but I, man, you can't even put a, a, a price on, 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 I'm speechless about it, you know, because there's nothing you can do that, that actually explains what these folks did and, and the bravery that it took to run inside of a building of that magnitude that had just been hit with a plane I mean, just imagine a regular burning building. You know what I mean? A regular, a burning building or a burning car, 
and and you know the on first instinct when something's on fire or or something is blown up, you know, not even mentioning a plane hitting, but if if something's on fire or something's burning or something's flooding or whatever, you know, on first instinct instinct we're going to get out of the way you know we're going to get out of there we're going to get low try to crawl out we're trying to get away from the situation these folks who dedicate their lives the firemen the first responders the paramedics you name it these city officials the policemen these people were running inside of the building or were actually inside of the building trying to create a plan or, or trying to follow through with a plan that a lot of a lot of just regular people just wouldn't do you know what I mean? And the same goes for the military because, you know, that's a whole different part. That's a whole nother part of, you know, what was going on on September 11th and at, in the aftermath of that, that a lot of the military guys went to fight in the war that, you know, frankly, some didn't believe in. With all this conspiracy that was going on here in the States, a lot of people didn't believe that, you know, we were really attacked by Al-Qaeda or, you know, I don't know who we were attacked by, but the fact remains that American folks died um, the general public, American citizens died just going about their own business, just going about their own work. Um, and you can include that in the first responders and the, and the firemen and policemen and everybody else who, who were involved. You know, at the end of the day, they were just going along with their business, just going along with their regular day, doing what they do best. And that's serving the community and that's actually serving New York City. And my heart and my hat comes off to them, and my prayers goes out for the family and, and the kids that, you know, that lost a mother or a father or, or any other family member in that building. So, you know, we're not going to do the conspiracy theory thing today. You know, I just want to give a special shout-out to those guys. Also give a B.I.G. shout-out to all the other folks out here, all the regular folks out here who listen. And I call you guys regular with no disrespect, but all the regular listeners and all the regular supporters who are always here, always holding us down, the people that always listen on the radio or listen via phone or by webcast. And we right now, folks, we also, we're working on a, on a, um, we, we, a, a application. We're working on the app, working on the application of KRP radio. So it'll be easy access, easier access to listen to the show. Um, right now we over 170,000 listeners and you guys are, have been supported from day one. And I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm overwhelmed with it with emails that I get. And I used to have time to read the emails off, but now it's so much material and I probably stutter so much that I don't have time to actually get to the emails. But, hey, man, I, I just try to do what I can do and, uh, you know, trying to be a positive voice in, in what seems to be a, a large, in large part, a negative uh, uh, media hypocrisy. You know what I mean? I try to be the positive voice in, in some of this negative radio and some of this negative TV that we always see that always attacks genuine people, it seems like. You know, it's hard to be even – it's hard to be optimistic for a lot of folks today. I, I know sometimes it's hard for me to be optimistic about, about um, you know, the future, our future, or, you know, about how things will be for my kids when they grow up. And events like September 11th that took place – are constant reminders that a lot of people don't want you to be optimistic. A lot of people don't want you to be happy. A lot of people don't want you to live. You know, there are folks out here that's out to seek and kill and destroy in and everything about you, including your spirit and your lives and your voice. So, 
you know, we got to keep that voice, folks. We got to keep on speaking. We got to keep on, you know, preaching our message. We got to keep going out there and talking to the community and spreading love and, and doing things where we can get involved and we can actually hold on to conversation because a lot of that's not happening today. There are a lot of things happening today, but even those people who are doing those type of things are being attacked by folks who just, you know, for lack of a better word, for lack of a better phrase, sitting on their ass watching. So, you know, shout out to everybody out there who the movers and the shakers. And, you know, I also want to give a special shout out to my people out there at the Frederick Douglass Foundation, to the president of the Frederick Doug- Douglass Foundation in North Carolina. Kevin Dane is a, a very brave and brilliant man who's who's out here, folks, in the community and are at the state capitol and, and are doing some things that are unconventional to a lot of people. But I just want to remind those out there, and, and I want to remind you too, Kevin, because, you know, we're, we're together a lot. And, uh, and also Dr. Timothy Johnson, the, the national chairman of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, and Dean Nelson and Troy Rawlings, also equally at that position, the founders of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. I just want to tell you guys that what you're doing, it may not be conventional, but someone once said that about Dr. Martin Luther King. Someone once said that about Malcolm X. And all I can tell you guys is carry on, keep, keep you know, keep the people informed about what's going on and keep your mission keep your mission and know that this is god's work that you guys are doing that we are doing together or separate you know together or apart and i'm not going to give up and i hope you guys don't give up um i got to go to a commercial real quick i'm going to a commercial and uh you know we'll come back you know this is the nfl opening it's the opening season folks i'm surprised to have this many people in the queue but i appreciate you guys calling there are a lot of folks out there who listening to the show appreciate you guys for coming through I'm going to drop a little bit of this Frank Sinatra on the way out to this commercial. But I just want to let you guys know that New York, we behind you, baby. We holding you down. No matter what happens, we're going to always ride for you guys. September 11th will forever be in our memories, forever be in our hearts, and forever be in our prayers. We spread the news. Don and stolen by me. Start spreading the news I am leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes They are longing to stray Right through the bed New York, New York I want to wake up In that city that doesn't sleep And find I'm king of the hill Top of the heat My little town they are melting away. I'm gonna make a brand new start of it. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every one hundred ten children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762.
Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. Hey, it's, if it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair, and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m., starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host act right. My man holds it down. The purely poetic late night Mike poetry show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Welcome back to KIRP WMMG's KRP Radio Show. We are back on this September 11, 2011, the 10th anniversary of the events of 2011, the attacks on the World Trade Center in Lower Manhattan, on the island of Manhattan in New York City. Um, shout out to all my listeners out there, man, WMMG, uh, all my affiliates out there, Artesian News and GuidepostTV.com, who also uh, help support 
and sponsor some of this commentary that we got for you guys today. Um, thanks to Guidepost TV and Artesian, Artesian News. Um, they're the reason that we got these interviews actually done today. Uh, once these folks were contacted, they couldn't be uh, reached because, you know, frankly, there's a lot going on today. And uh, we kind of got at them too late, and we're probably not as of imp- as important as we should be to get those interviews or, or, you know, as some of the other networks out there are, to get those interviews first priority. But at any rate, we do have them, and, you know, we're going to play some of them here in just a second. Um, the first commentary that we're going to play is by a group that uh, a lot of you guys know called uh, called God Smack, and uh, they're going to come through. Uh, I guess their lead singer or what may have you is going to actually drop a little bit of knowledge on us and tell us what he experienced when, you know, when the towers went down or when the towers were attacked. Um, you know, from what I understand, he was in Los Angeles, California. But anyway, I'm going to let the man do some justice himself. So anyway, shout out to you folks out there who listening, man. Got to give a special shout out really quick to my people over there in L.A. who's sending their best wishes to the folks in Lower Manhattan today. So we, we love you and our, you are in our prayers. So shout out to you. Here's God Smack. Friend's house in Los Angeles, California. And uh, he woke me up. It was like in L.A. when that happened. It was early, early. And, and you know, like I say, he's my best friend, and he, uh, he died. But, um, and he'd come and shake me, and it was like, I don't, I can't remember, it was early. You know, the sun was up, but it was early in L.A. when that happened, like 7, 8, 9 in the morning. And I'm like, what is wrong with you, you know, <laughs> waking me up, you know, that early? And he's like, dude, no, 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 uh, you got to come in here. And I, I shook it off and came in. And it was on the TV, and I saw the second plane hit it, man. And, and uh, you know, immediately called my wife, and I, you know, it was that was crazy, man. It was, uh, it was cool because to bring that story full circle, um, we were on stage at a show in uh, Memphis at the Beale Street Festival this year, right? <clears throat> and there was like a big tornado that had hit and it swamped the whole backstage area. They're saying the show might be canceled and uh, they couldn't get the trucks in, blah, 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 but they're working on it. So they ended up getting all the trucks in and we ended up doing the show. And when we went on stage, Buck Cherry played and then we headlined it. And when we went on, halfway through the first song, all the power went out, right? And so we walked off the stage, you know, and there's like 10,000 people, and we had to wait like 10 minutes, and then the power came back on, and we just click, 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 and the song, bam, it went off again, and that's two, you know, when it happens the third time, we just, that's it, that we can't play, you know, if it's going to keep happening, so after the second time, they said, yeah, two of the Jennies are gone out of three, so you have one generator, so you can play, and we have these emergency stage lights, you can play your show and the power won't go out with full PA, full sound. But if you use the light show, it's not going to work. So do you guys want to just cancel? You'll still get paid. Or go out and just play with white lights on you on the sides of the stage, the emergency lights. And we're like, well, full sound, we'll go play. We'll play the show. There's still All the people were still there, right? But as a result, we had been delayed like 25, 30 minutes, right? So then right, right before Stand Alone, uh, the last song of the set, I Stand Alone, our tour manager goes, Sully, Sully, and it, like this. So Sully, you know, on stage, walked over, and he said, they got Bin Laden. 
they got Bin Laden. And uh, I got chills right now, look. But um, so, you know, so he, and the crowd, they were all there at this festival, so they didn't know either, you know. So he walked out, we got that, son of a bitch, you know. And it was like, ah, you know. And we played, America, we stand alone, or whatever. We played, I stand alone. And we were walking off stage, and the whole crowd was chanting, USA, man. It was the coolest feeling, you know. Yeah, that was God Smack just recalling uh, uh, where he was on 9-11, um, 2000. His life uh, when that went down. Sorry about the little technical difficulties we had there. But I don't know, that, that, that kind of put it in perspective for a lot of folks because, you know, all over the country, this kind of happened. It was like the shot that rang out around the world. You know what I mean? And, and nobody can really speak as loud and as much as New Yorkers can speak and talk about what they experienced, whether whether you were in Manhattan at the time, whether you were, you know, downtown and you were walking around the street or what, wherever you were, this is something that the whole world knew simultaneously, pretty much at the same time. If you were paying attention to any news network or you had a cell phone or you had a computer, you knew within the first five minutes of being on any one of those devices that this was going down. And a lot of people, really reached out and felt a certain way about it. I'll say that it's the first time that I've ever seen in my life that folks actually, and I hate to say came together, man, because, you know, like I told a group of people, I was already together. I wasn't divided before September 11th, but it was the first time that I actually visually saw people who didn't get along or, or, you know, people who rarely talk to each other or, you know, folks in a business actually be interactive with each other and really act like they care for humanity. That was the first time that I ever saw that. And and it shocked me. You know what I mean? I was actually just um, arriving to work. I think I was living in South Carolina at the time. And um, I was just off of, I think I was just off of a tour show somewhere myself in Orlando, Florida. If, if I might be wrong, but downtown Disney, I think we were um, just off of a show with Bone Thugs and Harmony. And uh, I was back at work and I, you know, I arrived at work and, you know, I just walked through the general building and I'm looking at everybody standing around looking at all the TV monitors and I'm going, you know what, you know, what's the problem? And I, and I worked for a travel center at the time. So I'm going, you know, why is everybody watching TV? You know, what's the show? And I'm looking at a a, a flame coming from, you know, one of the towers and a bunch of smoke. And in my mind now, in my head, I'm going, you know, who got the movie? Who, who's who got movies on all the monitors? Like, let me, let me. You know, we have to talk about this. You guys got customers watching TV. You're watching TV, but that's what, that's the first thing going on in my mind. I don't for for the life of me, I don't think that you know the twin towers have been hit. I'm thinking it's some movie preview or some movie. Maybe I missed something. I, I couldn't believe what I was saying. And you know, I asked I asked somebody. I said, "Hey, what's going on?" They're like, they looked at me with this man a look that I'll never forget in my life. Man, she looked at me with this look as if. All the life had been sucked out of her. And, and I'm talking about folks in, in South Carolina who call me Yankee. <laughs> okay? They call me Yankee, and I'm not from New York. But, you know, that was just their lingo. And, and I got with it. But I'm talking about people from the deep woods in South Carolina, folks, who could really care less about New York. Let's just be real about it. You know how it is about real deep southerners, okay? They could really care less about being in a big city. They're comfortable with their one or two stoplights or, or whatever. And some people just like to live like that, and they're cool with that. They're cool with knowing everybody. And, and, you know, it's one of those type of deals. But, you know, when she looked at me with that look on her face and she was like, the Twin Towers have been hit, you know, like almost about to cry. 
and I'm looking at this monitor, and I can't believe it, and we're sitting there looking, and, and you know, the, there's several news reports, and you hear folks talking about bombs, and they're going from station to station to station, and I, I think one gentleman was calling from inside the towers at the time. I can't remember the network we were looking at because it was several TVs and, and different networks at a time, and even some of the networks that we were watching, they were switching to affiliates to get more of the story, what was going on, and back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. So, you know, here we are looking at the Twin Towers on fire. You know what I mean? And there's folks, you know, hanging out of the window, and it just, it, it, it's, it was just a feeling, man, that came over me that was just like, wow, or, you know, this is going to be the beginning of something huge. You know what I mean? I immediately thought this would be the beginning of of a, a new world war. You know, I, I and, and in some respect it is, but, you know, I thought that it would be just looking at this, this one incident, I, I thought that it would be all-out war in the streets of America. You know, it, it's about to go down. You better get your guns ready. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. And it was just amazing to me. And, you know, while we, we continue to watch and, and, you know, nobody's saying a word, it, it's just it's quiet as can be. Nobody's purchasing anything. All the customers come in and they're, they're asking, what are we watching? Because everybody is still. And we're just watching and just listening to the news reports. And all of a sudden, from what I saw with my own eyes, here comes another plane. And with the blink of an eye, it hits the other tower. Bam. And it's like everybody at the same time went, oh, God, oh, Lord, oh, man. Couldn't believe it whatsoever. And if the life had already been sucked out of you, when that second plane hit the next tower, we really were lifeless at that time. Um, you listen to WMMG, home of the KRP radio show, 619-638-8559 is the number. Make sure you hit one if you got a comment to make. Um, I'd love to hear from some of you guys out there. We're going to get to you as soon as we can. Just hit the one button, and uh, as soon as you hit the one, we'll get you on the queue, and then we'll get you on the air. I want to know what you experienced on September 11th, what, what you saw um, and how did you feel where you were? Because, you know, in a lot of different neighborhoods, a lot of different things were happening. You know, a, a friend of mine, I called a friend of mine in the city immediately after the second tower hit. And he's like, P, you ain't going to believe this, man. It's crazy. He was like, everybody's inside. And, you know, I, no, actually, it was the next day I called him. So I called him on the next day and he was saying that everybody's inside and there's curfews and, you know, People just, we're under attack, P. I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, yo, Heavy, you serious? Rest in peace to my man, Heavy. He's like, yeah, man, I'm not there, but I called my son, and he was telling me, you know, that even even the homeless people are nowhere to be found. He's like, man, New York is like, it's empty right now. So I, I don't know, you know, if it's a lie, that's what my man told me. I don't know, but, you know, I'd love to hear from some of you folks in New York. I had a lot of people from, in, from NY that were going to give us a call, so make sure you hit the one button, and we'll get you on the queue. Also got to give a shout-out to all the listeners out there on WMMG 500 through 1600 AM in Los Angeles and Washington, D.C., Wednesday night broadcast delay. Got to give a shout-out to you all. Got to always show love to you because the bigger ratings are actually coming from you guys, and the rest of the ratings are coming from the online network and, and a few by phone. So I appreciate you guys rocking with me. We try to do what's best on the KRP radio show. Sometimes the message is not what you want to hear. But, you know, we try to deliver it and bring it the way we know how to bring it, and that's 100% real, no sugarcoating, nothing. 
So shout out to all you guys who are listening. Hit us up on Twitter if you got a Twitter page at symbol NC Pudgy at symbol KRP Radio Show, and you can also hit us up on uh, on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show, and uh, leave a comment on there or a suggestion or whatever you might have. You know, maybe we might piss you off, and you can hit us up on an email, krpradio at gmail.com. Make sure you hit us up. Giving a special shout-out to my folks out there who got some of this commentary for us, who actually authorized a lot of this commentary for us, Artesian News and GuidePostTV.com, who also brought us the footage of God Smacks. And we got more footage coming up, folks. We got to take another commercial, and we'll be right back. In just a second, we're coming back with another interview from uh, the gym class heroes, you know, they're going to tell us what they experienced when they, you know, September 11, 2001. You rocking with the best, man. KRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pudgy. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem. All of my Dominican Connors right there up on Broadway. Pull me back to that McDonald's. Took it to my sad spot. 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like the Simmons whipping pastry. Cruising down A Street. All white Lexus. Driving so slow, but BK is from Texas. Me, I'm out there Bed-Stuy. Home of that boy Biggie. Now I live on Billboard. And I brought my boys with me. Say what up to Tata. Still sipping my top. Sitting courtside. Nick Jeanette give me high five. Nigga, I be spiked out. I can trip a referee. Tell by my ass. That I'm most definitely from full of old junk at least you think it's old junk how about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time well if you do make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away again that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington North Carolina Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates sterling old furniture pottery signs old toys and etc Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of Eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897 And don't forget Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says Don't forget the reason For the season Sound shoe 
The number one online music tournament encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then... Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC for all your trucking needs. 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800 442 Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. Back to the WMMG's home of the KIRP radio show. If you're listening on by phone, you can hit us up www.krpradioshow.com. That'll be the website. Just scroll down and the player will play automatic for you. Folks, I know it's September 11th, the 10th anniversary, but today is the opening day of the NFL and I got the scores for you. Starting off in Green Bay. 42, New Orleans 34, that was the Monday night game. Today, Baltimore killed, destroyed Pittsburgh 35-7. Chicago beat down Atlanta 30-12. to 
Also, Cleveland took a loss to Cincinnati, which is a shock to everybody. But, you know, it's nobody but Cleveland, 27-17. Houston beats down Indianapolis without the great Peyton Manning, of course, 34-7. As Kerry Collins gets destroyed on his debut, maybe he needs to find that bottle again because, you you know, he's known for that little bit of alcohol in the system. But, anyway, Jackson's inches by Tennessee, 16-14, which is undespected, somewhat of an upset. But Jacksonville playing at home, starting their season off with a win. They are 1-0. Buffalo beats down Kansas City, which is a shock to the world. 41 points on the board for Buffalo. 41-7, Kansas City 7, as they start off their season in the down sled. Buffalo 1-0 this year. Philly, the most... I ain't gonna call them the dream team, but you know, that's what everybody's saying. Philly 31 the St. Louis Rams, 13. I mean, they went up in a minute. McNabb had a magnificent day. Also, Tampa Bay gets beat by Detroit. Detroit is Detroit 1-0 right now, man. That's unbelievable. 27-20. Arizona inches by the Carolina Panthers as Cam Newton makes his debut and does a heck of a job holding it down in Arizona. 28-21 by way of Arizona. Minnesota loses to San Diego, 24-17. San Francisco Beat Seattle, which is another surprise, but, you know, that could have went either way. As Pete Carroll catches that first L in the NFL, 33-17. Washington beats New, New York Giants, 28-14, which is also a shock. Eli Manning had a decent day. And right now, the New York Jets are playing the Dallas Cowboys in the first quarter with 10:26 to go on the clock. Dallas 7, New York Jets 0. The Monday night game is Miami and New England. And also, it's a doubleheader, folks, the first Monday night game of the real season, or the second Monday night game, Denver and Oakland at 10-15. They're going to get it on. This sports broadcast is brought to you by WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show. Special tribute to all the folks who fought out there in September 11, 2001, all the folks who lost their lives out there, and the families of those great heroes. So we're going to move right along, folks. Um, You know, NFL opening, man. I know you guys were excited about that. Everybody was watching the NFL today. I know I was watching, so had to watch my Carolina Panthers get busy. Unfortunately, we lost, you know, at the end of the game through a fluke play. But, you know, anyway, man, it's it's bigger than that. Right now we're talking about September 11, 2001, paying a special tribute to all the brave folks out there who lost their lives, all the family members out there who lost someone special in the attack on the World Trade Center, and all the soldiers out there who lost their lives in the aftermath defending this country on uh, what we all, what uh, uh, they felt was a legitimate reason to go to fight for, and that's for the American people. So a special tribute and a special shout-out to all you folks out there. We're going to move right along and get ready to play another interview by some folks called the gym class heroes. I don't know if you guys know who they are. I'm, I'm sure a lot of folks know who the gym class heroes are. You know, they're a very well, well-known band out here, very well-known group that uh, travels around the country. And they, they got some good, decent music, man. It, it ain't my cup of tea, but, you know, they do their thing out there. So shout out to the gym class heroes who is going to recall what 2001 was like for them to 11th and uh, actually, you know, they're going to talk about some things. That I guess they felt like a lot of us felt, but, we're gonna let's listen to the commentary, then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Don't forget six one nine six three eight eight five five nine is the number. KRPRadioShow dot com is the web address. You can hit us up right now. Gym Class Heroes on the queue. 
Um, well, I was actually in in college at the time, and it's weird because I was talking to my fiance about it, and uh, it was such an intense, intense moment. I remember being in class, and our teacher, our teacher was giving the the lecture, and all of a sudden, kids just started getting on their cell phones, getting out in the hall, and just crying, bawling, you know, bawling, bawling, and the next thing I knew, our teacher was like, well, you know, I think we're going to have to stop stop class for now, and you guys just come back, you know, come back tomorrow, and everything's cool. I still didn't know what was going on, and I went down, and, you know, on the TVs in the lounge, you know, there was, you know, the footage, and I mean, I think at, at that moment, it was just so surreal for me that I... I couldn't really emotionally even take in what was happening, you know. And uh, I mean, slowly as the as the years have gone by, it's, I mean, it's it's just such an intense thing, intense thing to to witness. So I'm just glad to live in this country. You know, it, it makes me really, really glad to live in a country where we have the freedoms that we do, where we can have open interviews where we can watch what we want to watch we can do what we want to do you know and I think people complain about the downfalls of this country every country has downfalls and you know you fix those things but I think you you really need to take something like that and think about what we do have you know and that's pretty much what I've taken away from it that was the gym class heroes talking about you know recalling uh, where they were or where he was the lead singer of Heroes was recalling where he was on September 11th. And uh, right now we're going to also go to a clip from a man named uh, Jason Durillo, uh, a popular singer out here. I, I don't personally know who Jason Durillo is, Durillo is, or however you say his name, but shout out to him for actually doing the interview and actually giving us some commentary. Um, shout out to my, my affiliates, Artesian News, who came through with this commentary from some of these entertainers and uh, let me know that we had these on the queue and that we could play these interviews for you all so you can listen to some of the, how somebody, how some other people felt on September 11, 2001. You know, it, it's bigger than just us. There are more folks out here who were affected by this than we can imagine. So, Jason DeRulio. So I was 11 when 9-11 happened. Um, so I was very, very young, obviously. Um, so, I, you know, I didn't really know the magnitude, of, you know, at that age, really. Uh, but when I went home and to see my mother in tears, you know, it was like, you know, this is serious. Um, so, I mean, huge, huge, huge uh, impact, not just on America, but on the world. Um, definitely, definitely one of the more uh, devastating moments, you know, of all time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, uh, coming up on the on the 10th anniversary, my heart goes out to all the families uh, who were affected and... Um, my prayers uh, go even further. You know, just listening to, like, you know, different people talk about what September 11th meant to them and, and 2001, what it meant to them when, when the World Trade Center was actually attacked. Just listening to a lot of people talk about it now, it's almost of a, a sense of, uh, I don't know, it, you almost get this this sense of, I don't care anymore. Or this sense of, you know, with all the conspiracy going around, this sense of, uh, you know, we were fooled or this happened or that happened. And um, I don't agree with it. A lot of people 
they 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 tie it to George W. Bush, President Bush. Um, and for good or bad, you know, a lot of folks compare his whole presidency to this one event, and and rightfully so on on many accords because this was the ultimate event in the United States. Nothing of this magnitude has ever, has ever happened before. You know, we never been we've never been faced with something like this before. You know what I mean? It's it's it was different, man. It left a lot of people feeling empty at the time that it happened. But in America, you know, what's amazing about America is that after things happen that that are major, you know, like an event on on the World Trade Center, like that that actually event on 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 nine eleven. What's what's amazing about America is that this nation is so great and and it's so much freedom. Despite, uh, you know, a lot of the arguments that I bring forth on the show, despite of a lot of things that we talk about or all the politics in the states or all the politics in the federal government and the big debate about the presidents and, and what they're doing in Congress and this and that. And the third, what's amazing is that we have the ability to naturally get over these things, um, not even really paying attention that the whole world around us has changed. The way we travel has changed um you know the way we fly the way we the way we do everything when it comes to moving from point A to point B publicly has actually changed um outside of driving a car you know it really hadn't affected the way we travel via car but you know i think a lot of things are happening slowly but surely that's going to affect us in that way as well um we we just don't really pay attention to what's going on around us anymore after that, after a tragic event is happening, and after that tragic event is over, you know we don't pay attention anymore. We we act as if we don't care. We're a very spoiled nation, folks. We're a very spoiled nation, and you know, I say today is the day for compassion. You know, today is the day that you know on the tenth anniversary, and I guess every day is the day for compassion and care and camaraderie. But you know, patriotism as well. But you know, on this anniversary of this mark. Of this 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 uh, terrible mark in our society, this terrible terrible mark on America. Today is one of those days where we should have the ultimate compassion, and uh, at least for the families and the citizens that lost their lives in this event. Um, no one really knows what happened from point A to point B. I, I I personally don't feel like anybody knows what happened, but what we do know is that 3,120 people died, and that's an official number. And uh, there there are all, all sorts of numbers out there that's floating around, but you know what we do know is those people perished. Those people died. We do know that there were first responders who died. There were firefighters who gave their lives. There, there were first, there were uh, uh, paramedics, there were EMS, there were police officers, there were regular citizens who who chose to help another person, who chose to help the next, the person next to them that lost their lives because of, you know, an attack on America, um, at the hands of whoever, and and you know, it, it's it's a beautiful thing that we have the ability to get over things like this, but even more, you know, what bothers me more is that we forget so quickly um events like this you know and and it bothers me that it, it seems like folks don't care it seems like the older i get you know the the more time goes on in this day and age is that there's a lack of care in america for american people period um we'd rather debate or we'd rather fight amongst each other than than to stand together 
and and recall these things in great memory and pay tribute to the folks who lost their lives, you know, trying to do something that a lot of us wouldn't do. I mean, put yourself in perspective. And, and, and like, I think, I guess, I think there was the gym class heroes that say we should be thankful for what we have. But, you know, I agree with that. I, I think that we should be more happy for the things that we do have, be happy for the freedoms that we have in this country, whether you want to be here or not. And, and in my mind, if you don't want to be in this country, you should just leave. And I know it, it's it's more difficult than saying just leave and start over somewhere else. But there are a number of people who really who really feel like they don't belong in America. They shouldn't be in America, and they should just go somewhere else and live. Well, by all means, if you need help getting there, I got you. I got you. I, and and that's one federal uh, uh, dollar that I wouldn't mind paying tax dollars for for all the people in America who don't want to be here. Who want to get away from here because they don't feel like this place is the the greatest nation in the world. They don't feel like this is the place that they should be. They don't feel like, you know, this is it's comfortable in America or it's free in America. Well, you know, I challenge you to move somewhere else, especially if you're an American citizen. I challenge you to move somewhere else. I offer you any amount of money that you need. I'm pretty sure we can raise that dollar so you can get your ass out of here and go live somewhere else and start over. You know, more power to you, more respect to you. I, I feel like you should go and and have a good life. You know, don't come back if you feel like that. You know what I mean? Um, you listen to WMMG Home of the KRP Radio Show six one nine six three eight eight five five nine is the number. You can hit us up on Twitter at symbol NC Pudgy. That's me on Twitter. Make sure you add me. Been getting a lot of ads lately. I appreciate you guys coming out there. I'll get a chance to add you guys back. A lot of times it's not me on on the Twitter pages. And also at symbol KRP Radio Show. Um, you know, that's another Twitter address that you can add it. That's the show's Twitter address, and I hope you can add us there on Twitter. Also, leave your commentary, leave your comments, even if it's late, um, two days late, three days late, or whatever. Um, shout out to all the people out there in WMMG land in uh, Los Angeles and WMMG in Washington, D.C., 500 through 1600 on the radio dial. Shout out to all you folks out there who listen via radio every Wednesday night or sometimes played on a Friday night or Friday evening, excuse me, at 5 o'clock in Los Angeles. So, And uh, I guess it's 5 o'clock Eastern time. But shout-out to all you folks who listen on the radio waves out there. Got to give a special shout-out to all my people out there at the Frederick Douglass Foundation in New York City. You guys are B.I.G. in my book, always doing something positive. And uh, I don't know if you guys know, but let me, let me, just, let me go off 2011 for a minute and let me just talk about something that happened uh, – just earlier this week. Um, last Monday, or last week, last Monday, I attended a press conference in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, at the Legislative Building about the gay marriage amendment that has been proposed. And uh, tomorrow, actually, there, there's a rally, because tomorrow the, the legislators will vote on the amendment for or against it. But uh, I just want to throw out there really fast that you know, when you when you believe in something, when you believe in God, because this is KRP Radio, we got to keep it all the way real. When you believe in God and 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 my God, when you believe in Christ and, and, and Christ is your walk of life, Christ is your faith, and you choose to be Christ-like, you can call yourself Christians or you can say that your religion is Christianity, but, you know, at the end of the day, when you are a Christ-like follower or a Christ-like worshiper, um, just because you criticize and you choose to stand for something of Christ don't mean that you hate folks. And um, I stood for something 
something that I believe is righteous um, according to my religion. And, and you know, the first thing I, that I tell folks is that I support the gay amendment because I don't feel like the establishment should vote for us. I don't feel like the legislators should have the vote of the people of something of that great magnitude. Now, a, a lot of people that are are um, that are against the amendment that you know that support gay marriage, a lot of folks are going to call us homophobic or hate mongers or you know you name it. You know we've been called all sorts of names, and I just want to be real clear and to say that you know the religion that I believe in and the way I live my life, I don't I don't hate anybody. I don't choose to hate anybody, and I and I try my best not to disrespect anybody. But if I have to choose between Jesus Christ and you, I think you already know. Um, if I have to choose between the way I worship and you, I think you already know. Um, I'm not going to choose you. I'm not going to choose this life that we live today and the things in it over what I feel like is the ultimate righteousness. And that and that's, you know, living as a worshiper of Jesus. Um at the end of the day, though, I just wanted to be real clear and let folks know that, you know, this is not a hate agenda. You know, my sole agenda is is that I don't want the establishment voting for anything of this great magnitude that that has to do with the people. Anything that the people have to endure or the people have to see every day. You know, how would you like for legislators to vote for smoking, to say if smoking was legal or illegal? You know, when you apply the thing, you have to apply this thing to something that you don't fully support every day, something that you don't do or some, some way that you don't live and, and, and put it in perspective of yourself. And, and then maybe you can understand it clearly. Like, I don't think, you know, folks who don't smoke, I don't think you hate smokers, but you may not be in support of public smoking. You may not want, you know, your legislators voting on smoking for you. And that's how I feel about gay right. You know, the gay right, the gay marriage, you know, I don't I just don't support it. I I believe you know the activity of being a homosexual, the activities of being a homosexual is gay uh, is or gay or whatever you want to call it. Um I believe that to be wrong, the activities of it, but I also believe stealing to be wrong. I also believe murder to be wrong. So it, it for me it goes in that line of things. Um but politically speaking, I don't I don't feel like the legislators should have to vote for us, so I don't feel that it's proper to have the legislators vote for things that we believe in, um, things that we have to endure, things that we have to live with, and that's going to actually change our lives forever. I don't want anybody voting on that but me, so that's why I support this amendment. That's why I stood at that press conference beside um, um, Dr. Johnny Hunter and uh, 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 Bishop Fozar and then also uh, the pastor of the Upper Room Church in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, Dr. Oh, man, I can't believe I forgot your name, but I'll, I'll come back to you in a minute. But that pastor, you know, that's why I stood beside those gentlemen. That's why I stood beside Kevin Daniels, not because he's my homeboy, because we disagree on many accords, but we happen to agree on that one thing, you know, and, and that's large government we, we are in support of. You know, as a black person, you know, I guess some folks feel like I should be more compassionate because of, of civil civil rights. I, I think everybody deserves human rights. Everybody should deserve civil rights, but I don't I – don't, I don't think that the government should be in anyone's marriage. You know, 
I, I don't think that you should be in straight folks' marriage, and I don't think that they should be in gay folks' marriage. But guess what? I wasn't around when they got in gay folks' marriage, so I got to go with the flow. But if I had to vote today for the government ordaining or the government in support of or the legislators voting for straight marriages, I wouldn't I wouldn't vote for that because I don't I think marriage is something that that is religiously sacred, that is individually sacred among the folks who are involved in it. I don't think the government should be involved. Now, also, on another hand, you know, I do think that gay folks that consider themselves a couple that live together as a couple or, you know, live their life as a couple should have some human rights that other humans have. You know what I mean? The ability to to will their 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 social security away to their partner or or anything under the sun, man, that has to do with a relationship that straight folks have. You know, God bless you. Live the way you want to live, but I just don't support your actions. Neither do I support thieves. Neither do I support stealers. Neither do I support manipulators or anything of the above. Anything that's considered wrong. But I will say that anything that's against procreation. I'm probably going to be against most likely. And the activity of homosexuality is against procreation, and I don't support it. So anyway, going off on a, on, on a little tangent there, sorry, but I just want to let folks know that there's a rally tomorrow um, in, in at Hayes Mall uh, behind the legislative building at 1030. Make sure you attend if you can get there. Um, if you need directions or, or anything like that or more information on it, hit us up at www.krpradioshow.com. Go to the section that says information or contacts, you know, hit us up and leave us some information or, you know, don't matter. Give us a call. You can hit us up on Facebook or whatever, but we'll let you guys know about that rally and where it's going to be. But 1030 tomorrow in Raleigh, North Carolina, it is time to go to a commercial. And then we're going to come right back with one of the survivors, actually, uh, of of 9-11, a man that actually survived 9-11, that lived through the torment of those planes hitting the towers that was actually in the towers. We're going to come back with commentary from that man and let you guys know, you know, or let you hear what he experienced in, in his walk in life while that was going on. So you listen to the KRP radio show. We'll be right back after these messages. The number one online music tournament encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to soundchew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then... Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. 
saying warfare. And Jesus Christ is looking for warriors that are willing to fight. We need to leverage our political power and our political interests in both parties. We have the opportunity to talk about how our values work because when they're put in place, when we govern according to those values, they work. If anybody is going to take on Mr. Barack Obama, it's going to be black conservatives. When you push in abortion upon a population, you ask yourself, who's pushing it? Democrats cannot win without the black vote. The Jesse Jackson era is over. Conservatism is neither white nor black. It's what's right. It's what's good. Our community is everyone. This is a kingdom of God movement. When I was in inner city, pastoring, what I saw was the Democratic Party making the inner city at that time a social wasteland. Maybe it's you who needs to decide that you want something different and stop waiting for a politician to hand that to you. We are serious about the mission that we have for the Frederick Douglass Foundation, and we stand on three basic pillars. And we don't apologize for it, but we are devoted Christians, first and foremost. We are proud black Americans. And active Republicans. There are two issues that are facing our nation today that we don't uh, allow anybody, if they want to get our support, you are pro-life and you believe marriage is composed of one man and one woman at one time. We may not be the organization for you, and that's okay. We're not changing who we are. Hey, it's, if it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host act right. My man holds it down. The purely poetic late night Mike poetry show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic. Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. 
all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every one hundred ten children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at eight hundred four four two. Two seven six two. Again, that's eight hundred four four two two seven six two. Remember, sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every one hundred ten children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. Collins, man, to bring us back in there. You know why? Because this Sunday, you rocking with KRP Radio Show, and I would rather be with you all than be anywhere out there. Um, had some people, I got some people on the blog who talking about Sunday's Best. I don't know what's going on in Sunday's Best. Um, I haven't had a chance to get to Facebook or not, but I don't, I don't know what just happened. I don't, I don't watch it because, we you know, we do the show every week, you know, same time, same place, 8 p.m. Sunday, KRP Radio Show, and we rocking. And, uh, you know, the show is bigger than TV. What what can I tell you, man? So let me know, folks. You know, send me more messages on. Well, I see messages coming through now talking about Sunday's best. But anyway, we'll get back to that. But you listen to WMMG's home of the KRP radio show. And I appreciate you guys supporting and rocking with us. Coming up really, 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 really soon. Uh, we're not going to go to. We're not going to go to uh, Brian Clark just yet. I, the first thing I want to go to, the first um, interview I want to go to is with the last, the actually the last survivor that were pulled that was pulled out of the wreckage in on September 11th, or actually on after September 11th. That's um, Janelle Guzman McMillan. Um, Janelle Guzman McMillan was in the rubble, folks, for 27 hours. 27 hours that's a very long time to be buried under i mean can you imagine you know what 
I'm not even going to go there. Let, I'm going to let you guys hear it from her so you can really understand the 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 truth of of man, I I can't even put it into words, but if you weren't a believer or if you're not a believer, listen to what this woman has to say. And if this doesn't put God in perspective for you, if you don't believe that amazing can really happen, that amazing exists, that miracles can really happen, you must not be alive. Um, Janelle Guzman McMillan, last survivor on sep- of September 11th that was pulled out of the rubble 27 hours after the towers fell. Hi, my name is Janelle Guzman McMillan. I work on the 64th floor of the World Trade Center for the Port Authority of New York in New Jersey. I was buried under the rubble of the World Trade Center for 27 hours. I was the last person rescued. Well, I got into work that Tuesday morning, which already dressed up, looking all fabulous because I'm into clothes and fashion, and never imagined that something of that magnitude was going to happen to me that day. But um, being on that floor, the 64th floor of the World Trade Center, that was the first plane, the building that got hit. Uh, I was there talking with my friends, my coworkers, and within probably 15 minutes, within my conversation, uh, we felt the building shook and um, didn't know what was going on. I went over, I saw the bits of paper in the sky throughout the window. It took us a while to figure out what was going on. So we were there until the other plane hit the other building. And um, during that time, uh, being the person that I was, and I realized when I find out that a plane, it could be a possible terrorist attack, that's when my life just flashed right before me. And I think about the life that I was living before. We descended down under, onto the staircase, and that's when we were heading down. Uh, me and my co-worker, we were holding hand, and we made it to the 13th staircase. And during that time, I had on a four-inch heel shoes, which I love because I love dressing up and stuff. And my shoes was painting, it was hurting, but I just wanted to get down because, you know, I wanted to get out of the building. And um, when we make it to the 13th staircase, I decided to take, my sh- to take my shoes off, and the building collapsed with me on the 13th staircase. The time spent under the rubble, it really had bring me closer to God. I prayed and I prayed. I see my life before. I see my daughter, she was 12 years at the time. I saw my family faces. I wanted to, I wanted to live. And being under there, it just, I just begged and begged and asked God for a second chance. I somehow put my left hand out and I was feeling it like wavering in the open air. And I just kept praying and asking God, you know, save me, save me. I need a second chance. I promise, I promise. And I was just, it was just burning up my heart. I couldn't cry, literally, but uh, I was crying inside. And my hand stood out there, and someone grabbed my hand and held onto my hand and said, call me by my name, said, Janelle, I got you. My name is Paul, and I held onto his hand so tight and I just said to myself, I said, thank God. And I felt that total calmness and relief in my body. And I kept holding on to Paul's hand. And he kept saying to me, I'm not going to let you go. Uh, you're going to be fine. I-, I have you. I'm not going to let you go. You're going to be OK. And I kept hearing his voice. And I kept squeezing his hands 
harder and harder knowing that making sure that I'm not dreaming that I'm he's really holding my hand I tried to lift my head up but my head was still stuck between the pillar but I I kept holding on to his hand and I was asking him at one point um are they there yet because he told me that they're going to come and get me they're almost here and he's not going to let me go and I keep asking you know are they there yet and he said you're going to be fine I got you I'm not going to let you go and he kept holding my hand and so after a couple of minutes, I could hear the rescuer coming by, um, removing the debris and stuff and cutting away stuff until finally someone grabbed me uh, the back of my shoulder where my head was and then Paul let go of my hand and I, my head yanked out backwards and I tried to open my eyes to see him and um, it was just like a shadow and I was just saying to myself, thank God, thank God and I was smiling until they put me on top of the stretcher and um, they got me out. Uh, it took a couple hours to get to the ambulance and I could feel the sunlight in my eyes when I was actually out in the open and people were cheering on saying, you know, thank Jesus and God, she, you know, God save her and people were saying, you know, just cheering me on and I just made it to the hospital and I just kept the Paul name in my head and I just wanted to meet my rescuer, Paul. I, told my family when we were united, I told them that I, the guy that saved me who held my hand, his name is Paul, and I got to find him. And um, I've been looking for Paul, and I never found Paul. And um, when I was in the hospital, it took me like almost seven weeks to actually, until I get home. And being in the hospital, the, the transformation, being under the rubble, I knew my life was changed. I knew that I was going to live that life. I wanted to start living it right away. I started to go to church. I went to the Brooklyn Tabernacle, and I got baptized, and I started reading my Bible and started understanding that I've been looking for Paul all over a year, and I was looking for someone to come forward as you know, the person who rescued me. No one ever did, and I just came to the conclusion that Paul must have been that miracle I was asking for. and. Um, Wow. Today I'm just so thankful. I'm just so thankful for life again. Uh, I want to tell people that, you know, angels do exist to me, and miracles happen on a daily basis. We just don't know some of it. But um, I believe in miracles, and I believe in angels. Wow. That was uh, Janelle Guzman McMillan. The last survivor of September 11th that was pulled out of the wreckage is 27 hours, folks. 20, 27 hours. 27 hours pulled out of that wreckage. Still alive. Man, if you don't... I wonder, can... can See, I don't. I don't even know if... I would say I don't know if 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 the listeners or I I can't even put that in into words. I'm virtually speechless just listening to that. This woman was in the wreckage for 27 hours. And you know, did you hear the the brightness and the joy in her voice? You know what I mean? And um you know, one thing that stood out 
Well, there's a few things that stood out actually in in what she was saying, but one of the major things that stood out was was that she said she thought about what her life was like before being trapped in that wreckage for 20 27 hours. And she said she she cried inside because she couldn't cry on the outside, but I mean, you guys heard it like I did to 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 cry inside. Can you even put that in perspective? Imagine your house, more or less the World Trade Center, collapsing on top of you, and you you only have one hand to stick up out of the out of the wreckage and fill some sort of air with, barely being able to breathe. Knowing fully what happened, knowing that the, the towers actually collapsed on you, the stairwell and the towers actually collapsed on you. But can you even go there, like you, you know, with with what was in her mind? Man, that that is that is truly amazing. And to hear her say that, you know, someone held her hand. That was probably the most amazing thing that happened to this woman. That that I found amazing listening to her story, and I, and I've listened to this thing over and over and over, and I'm probably gonna listen to it over and over and over again for the rest of my life. To have someone say that Paul, you know, she had one ounce of hope, one glimmer of hope being buried under, been buried under all that wreckage, and that one glimmer of hope was someone named Paul, who who grabbed her hand that she had, I imagine wiggling her fingers, you know. Buried under that wreckage, wiggling her fingers, trying to, you know, praying to God. Like she said, she was praying to God over and over to spare me. Please, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to do better. Please give me a second chance. Give me a second chance. And it and God did that. And just her holding her hand out there, she said her only comfort was, was Paul, who grabbed her hand and said, my name is Paul, and I'm going to be here with you. You're going to be all right. And today, you know, like she said, now these are my words. She said that she told her family that she got to find Paul. She's got to find Paul. She's been looking for Paul for over 10 years now or, or right at 10 years now. And she's finally to the realization that there wasn't a Paul that held her hand. There was no there was no Paul. There was no way that someone could have held her hand for that long. If you look at the records and look at where she was buried, under the stairwell, first of all, before the towers even collapsed, and then when the towers completely collapsed, she was buried alive in the stairwell under all that wreckage. And someone held her, she felt like someone hold, held her hand. Well, she knows someone held her hand. And that and that person that held her, her, held her hand, excuse me, Jesus, the person that held her hand was named Paul. And that's the only glimmer of hope. That's the only ounce of hope that she had other than her faith of God and her prayer to keep her alive and the reason that she's alive today. Man, if that ain't powerful, I don't know what is, folks. Let me tell you something. If you if you don't believe today, if if you're on your if if you're not an individual and and you're not able to stop going with the flow and and really understand that God is real, you know, I, I don't mean to come off preaching, man, and, and I'm not trying to preach to anybody, but, man, God is real. If if some, if you can stay alive for 27 hours, 27 hours buried under that wreckage and can come out 
coherent understanding, not had lost a limb, can walk today after being buried under that wreckage and you don't believe? To even witness that should change your life. To even understand what has happened should change your life. We got to get to a point where we got to start believing because God is real, folks. You know, I'm not going to turn this into a Sunday sermon, but I'm here to tell you as a representative, God is real. And trust me, man, I'm a conspiracy theorist to the extent of of UFOs. (laughs) I mean, I think it's something out there. I don't know what, but I think it's something else out there. Else, We wouldn't be going to space so often, but God is real, folks. And when we really got to get on, you, we got to stay in our prayers. We got to start understanding what's going on in society today, the things that are changing. You know, folks are making a mockery out of Christ, making a mockery out of our religion, making a mockery out of society, and make, making a mockery out of the way that we live and, and what we believe in. You know, it's people like Miss Guzman, McMillan, or, or Janelle, that should make that should restore your faith. If if God can't do it alone, if Christ can't do it alone, that people like that should restore your faith. Don't put your faith in politicians. Don't put your faith in your family. Don't put your faith in your friends. You know when you see miracles like that. So if you're walking around looking for a miracle or looking for God to shake you or wake you up, there's your miracle right there. You just heard it on the KRP radio show. You just heard this woman say she survived 27 hours. After being buried under the World Trade Center, the last survivor alive. And she said, Paul held her hand. Paul, the man who do not exist. Any of the workers around, any any of the workers around that helped pull her out said no one was there holding her hand. If if you read the news accounts or, or if you know the whole story about what surrounds this this uh this event. There was no one else around. They didn't know she was there. They just heard something. They were scanning for lives, ready to give up. And there was one more person alive, one more human being, one more believer of Christ, one more believer of God that was praying and holding Paul's hand. And when they pulled her out, there was no Paul there. There was no Paul in sight. But one thing for sure, there was a Janelle Guzman McMillan, and she was alive and well. I'll be right back after these messages. You listen to the KRP radio show. Y'all better get real with it, man, because God is real. I don't I don't know where y'all coming from, but let me tell you something. I, God, God is definitely real. Y'all better wake up and, and start realizing what's going on out here in society because they're making a mockery of something that we know is true. Thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. 
one out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336 336- Two one four six four two seven. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. Hey, it's if it's Wednesday night at 9:30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair, and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m., starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host, Act Right, my man, holds it down. For purely poetic, Late Night Mike's poetry show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic. 
Sound Chew, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com. The number one online music tournament. Warfare. And Jesus Christ is looking for warriors that are willing to fight. We need to leverage our political power and our political interests in both parties. We have the opportunity to talk about how our values work because when they're put in place, when we govern according to those values, they work. If anybody is going to take on Mr. Barack Obama, it's going to be black conservatives. When you push in abortion upon a population, you ask yourself, who's pushing it? Democrats cannot win without the black vote. The Jesse Jackson era is over. Conservatism is neither white nor black. It's what's right. It's what's good. Our community is everyone. This is a kingdom of God movement. When I was in inner city, pastoring, what I saw was the Democratic Party making inner city at that time a social wasteland. Maybe it's you who needs to decide that you want something different and stop waiting for a politician to hand that to you. We are serious about the mission that we have for the Frederick Douglass Foundation, and we stand on three basic pillars. And we don't apologize for it, but we are devoted Christians, first and foremost. We are proud black Americans and active Republicans. There are two issues that are facing our nation today that we don't uh, allow anybody, if they want to get our support, you are pro-life and you believe marriage is composed of one man and one woman at one time. We may not be the organization for you, and that's okay. We're not changing who we are. <laughs> they won't mention that the vice chair. When I tell a lot of people this, even, even Republicans, they say, wow, we didn't know that. They didn't know that the vice chair of the North Carolina Republican Party is a black man named Dr. Timothy Johnson. Timothy Johnson is also the national cha- chairman and founder of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. They don't mention that the KKK was a terrorist arm of the Democratic Party. They just talk about what they did to blacks, but they failed to mention, they forget that one little detail. And they and another thing they won't tell you is that from 1929 to 1974, North Carolina had a Eugenics Board, and they passed the Sterilization Act, which they forcibly sterilized 7,600 people. Some of them were younger than eight years old. They don't mention that Democrats were doing that. Laughing loud 
out with the crowd It's just one way I try To hide my gloom But in my room When I'm alone I cry I confess Welcome back to the I do my best It's a little bit of Marvin Gaye when I'm alone I cry These are just been a little bit of that folks trying to trying to keep the music consistent with the flow of the show and uh I you know when I'm alone well you know I cry in front of people I don't wait till I'm alone before I cry but <laughs> A lot of people wait till they're alone before they cry, and that's cool. You know, cry however you like, as long as you cry, as long as you get it out. Got to give a special shout-out to my people at Artesian News, who provided some of those uh, entertainer comments, and also my people at GodPostTV.com, who also um, apply the comments, excuse me, the commentary for the folks, the survivors of 9-11-2001. As this show is a tribute to all the family and all the friends, to all the survivors, to all those who passed on, deceased, all those who were involved with, who walked by, who were in the towers, who sacrificed their lives, and folks who were just going along with their day and lost their lives lives in uh, September, the September 11th event of 2001, an event that changed our lives as we know it, folks. It, it changed the way that we maneuver. It changed the way that we live. It changed, it changed the way that we think on many accords uh, with a number of people in America. I, I know it changes the way I think. I remember and uh, I was just doing a lot of work and, uh, you know, I was kind of doing the two at the same time. And uh, I think I was flying, you know, every, at least every other week or every other month or, or whatever. And uh, it got to the point where I was flying out of Greenville, Spartanburg so often that you would you would get to know people and you would get to know the names of some folks and uh you know I guess I flew out of that airport I'll say seven times in a short span though and uh in and out of that airport but anyway um I had this leather jacket that I had it was a leather jacket really nice jacket but it had a hole in the pocket and uh one thing that I would do when I when I fly I would I would definitely take some gum and, uh, you know, just because of the popping in the ear when you take off sometimes, you know, gum helps with that. And uh, I would take, like, a handheld game. Back in those days, like, the handheld blackjack, handheld poker games, poker was just taking off in America. So, you know, I'm caught up in the poker games. I'm, I'm you know, I'm in the game. I was a gambler at that time. So, um, you know, the poker craze is crazy. So I had a handheld game that, you know, to occupy some of my time. And uh, I remember one particular moment. Um, you know, when I got on the plane, you know, my coat had a, it had a hole in it, but I knew the people at the gates, you know, at, at the first gate and at the departure gate. So, you know, I got my ticket and, and I made my way to my gate, you know, to my terminal. So, you know, I, you know, they, they hit you with the wand, beep, beep, beep goes off, you know, and, uh, you know, What's in your pocket? I'm like, you know, everything's out of my pocket. There's nothing in my pocket. So, that they, you know, they proceed to check me again. They hit me with the wand again. I go through the thing, step through, step out, take off my belt. I have my shoes off. And this was before 
know, actually, I didn't have my shoes off, but this was before September 11th. So, you know, I, they're checking me, and I take my jacket off, and they, you know, now they realize whatever is beeping is not on me, and it's not in the jacket. Now, now, peop, folks, you know as well as I know that there is no metal in a leather jacket with plastic buttons, more than likely, especially metal that's invisible, that will make that metal detector go off. So they grab my code and they, they check it. And, you know, you know how when you have a hole in your pocket and something fall down on the inseam in your jacket or your coat or whatever. So something fell down on the inseam of my jacket. They're checking it out. They can't find it. I know he can feel it. You know, I know the security guard can feel it, but they don't say anything. They're like, uh, that's okay. I'll go ahead. You know, no problem. Here's your jacket back. And I'll go ahead about my business. Now, the reason I even tell you guys about that or the reason I even recall that, and I talk about that incident a lot, is because it could have been anything in my jacket. You know what I mean? It could have been anything in my jacket. And I don't know what hap- happened on, in the airport on September 11th. I don't know. I don't know what brought the towers down other than the planes. I don't know if there was something else. Um, I have a lot of unanswered questions. This is not the time for it because this is a tribute show to all the fallen victims. You know, this is a tribute show to all the families who lost people, to all you guys who feel a certain way or, or you know, this this show is in tribute to those individuals. But I just wanted to say that that event changed the way we do things because, you know, back then, if you flew out of airports pretty frequent, it was security was really lax for you. You know what I mean? I could have been anybody under the sun with any belief under the sun with anything in my pocket under the sun. And it could have been a really big problem had I been a terrorist or had I been someone who had, you know, a hidden agenda or or an obligation of destruction to or to hijack a plane or to do anything. It could have been anything in my pocket. And if I recall right, I was only flying to Ohio. I think I was flying to Ohio at the time to into Cleveland which is a huge airport, if you guys don't know. Cincinnati, the Cincinnati terminal is, is bigger than Cleveland, but I think I was flying into Cincinnati going to Cleveland from there. And um, that's a major hub. I mean, anything could have happened. I could have had anything in my pocket. So I say that to say this. I say that everything has changed. September 11, 2001 has changed most things and, and the way we do a lot of things. It changed our national security for sure, for good and bad, on some accord. Um, with Homeland Security and, and implemented, you know, there, there's a lot of negative things that a lot of folks have to say about that. There are a lot of positive things that came from that. But, you know, that event changed the way we do a lot of things in America today. Uh, it changed the way that we live. It, it changed the way that we think. And I know for a fact that it changed New York. If it hit, if it didn't change anything else in the world, it definitely changed New York. New York is in a different place today because of those towers falling. In a total different space, America's in a total different space because of those towers falling. The government, our security, you know, national security, everything has changed. And uh, with all due respect to the towers, I think there was a there was a lax over the United States that needed to have been changed. God forbid from an event like that. God knows I don't mean from an event like that, but we needed to be more. Uh, tough on our travel policies. We needed to be more 
more instrumental in checking folks getting on and, and off of planes in, in that come in and out of airports. And uh, if you ask me, even though I know it would be inconvenient, I think there's a need for even more security in airports today. Um, who knows how it could be done? I, I don't. I don't. I'm not the first person in the world to proclaim that I know. You know how we can implement more security in in airports today. But if you really look at it for what it is, you can be anybody from the street and just walk into an airport. I mean, it's a public place, and you know, destruction could happen from there. You know, frankly, I don't. I don't feel like on, on a lot of levels we aren't as safe as we should be in a lot of different places at the train stations and, and at the airports and at the bus stations and what may have you. You know, there's still a lot of room for improvement. Um, we, we're seeing that today with all the things that were going on, and even the attacks after that, you know, with, with folks lighting their shoes. But, you know, here's one thing that, that, that changed the American citizens, that changed the way we think. Never again, never again, no matter how it went down, Never again will somebody be able to hijack a plane in America, I believe. I just don't see it. Maybe if you're already in the air, it might happen. But the old school hijacking planes in America, while it's on the tarmac at the terminal, nada. It's not going down. You know, folks have gotten together. They'll team up on you. know, there, there was several, well, two two incidents that I know of of folks who, uh, who had sh- bombs in their shoes. You know, that's why we have to take off our shoes now. There were other incidents that happened where folks were trying to trying to light several different things, and, and now they confiscate lighters for the most part. Sometimes they don't. depends on, you know, if you have a bunch or, or if they feel like it. You know, sometimes they should make a feel-like-it call, you know, when you're talking about the security of hundreds of other people, potentially thousands of other people. So everything has changed in America because of this day, and uh you know, God forbid, I, I'm sorry, you know, that it had to be at the hands of such a tragic event. You know, my, like I said, my heart goes out to the folks out there who who lost family or that lost their lives on, in September 11, 2001. You know, it, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing it is, you know, how we have made it through this and, and where we are today because of it. You know, it seems like the country is paying more attention to, to other things and I think even when they're not really putting it out there to us, they're paying more attention. So shout out to all the survivors. Shout out to all the people who actually made a movement, who who made a valiant effort in rescuing folks in, in the World Trade Center in 2011. I'm sorry, 2001. Um, on this 10th anniversary in 2011, you know, I still feel the same way. My heart goes out to those firefighters and the family of, of those guys, the first responders, the EMS, the police, anybody who chose to help and all the citizens and, and just the regular workers that were in the towers or that perished or died during the Twin Towers attacks. I'm sorry Mel Bloomberg has to be, you know, he, he's such an asshole and, and didn't provide, you know, Paul Malames and, and didn't provide what he said, space for the EMS and first responders to be at the at the World Trade Center anniversary event today. Or I, I guess I don't know if it was held today or yesterday, but I'm sorry he felt that way, and I'm sorry for all the folks who really couldn't make it out there. Um Right now, we're going to go to Brian Clark, who was another survivor uh, of the World Trade Center attacks. And uh, right behind that, we're going to go to a man by the name of um, I hope I can I hope I pronounce this hope I can pronounce this right Stanley. Um, and get the last name right. How do you say it? Premnath. 
Stanley Premnath, who who actually saw the plane coming for him. Um, he's the individual that actually saw the plane hitting the floor, saw the plane coming directly at him. This man hid under Hicks' desk. I, I'll let him tell it, but right now we're going to go directly to Brian, and uh, we're going to play that. It's about a minute and a half, and then we're going to go right to Stanley. Uh, shout out to my affiliates out there, courtesy of Artesian News Network and GuidePostTV.com. Here we go. My name is Brian Clark. I live in Mawa, New Jersey, in the same home I've lived in for 37 years. On 9-11, I was working at Euro Brokers, which occupied the entire 84th floor of the South Tower in the World Trade Center complex. In a dream experience I had where I had a visitation from Jose Marrero, the man I passed on the 68th floor, and a co-worker of mine, in my dream, Jose came to the foot of my bed, and it was just so real. This was one week after 9-11. And I, I actually, you know, accusatory in a fashion, I said to him, Jose, you know, what are you doing here? You're alive. You know, you, you're dead. How did that happen? That's amazing. And he didn't say anything to me. He just gave me this glorious smile which, that he was known for and nodded. And the message I took in from him without him verbalizing it, the message I absorbed was a very casual, you'll figure it out. And I stared at him another second and then, you know, cleared the cobwebs. And, of course, in that second he disappeared. But I was in the, exactly the same position I was imagining in my dream. And it was so seamless that I sat up in bed and I looked around the room like, where did he go now? And then my alarm went off. And I realized what had just happened. And at that moment I knew Jose was fine. And I knew my coworkers are fine. I know we'll all be fine in the fullness of time. And any doubts I had about my faith, just evaporated in that moment. Yeah. So my beliefs haven't changed, but any doubts I had about what I was believing have completely left me. That was Brian Clark um, recalling just, just an event after uh, he was rescued from the Twin Towers, or, or actually from when he escaped from the Twin Towers. And uh, Brian has a story of his, of his own. Actually, we don't have his full story uh, or the commentary from his story. We weren't authorized to pull it, but we do have Stanley Premnath's, uh recall or recollection of what happened. And uh, once you hear Stanley talk about how he escaped from the World Trade Center uh, from the tower that night or that, that evening, I'm sorry, that morning, excuse me. Once you hear Stanley talk about, you know, how he escaped, it'll bring you full circle to who Brian is and, and the importance of actually playing that one little clip. But it's amazing what he said, folks, is that, and, and, and I want you to ask yourselves, does it take an event like this to uh, diminish any little bit of doubt about God being real in your lives? I mean, really think about what this man had went through. And, and you know, he said his belief wasn't different, but, you know, that particular dream after actually escaping the towers solidified any little bit of doubt that he might have had. A dream about a, a, a friend of his that was in the tower that had, that had died in the towers when they came down. So 
Uh, it's something to think about, man. If you know, is your faith as strong as you say it is? Do you really believe what you think you believe? And uh, you know, a question that you should ask yourself is: Will it really take a miracle such as the World Trade Centers or, or near-death experience to that magnitude to really bring you closer to God and make you understand and believe who God is, who our Father is? But anyway, I'm going to go directly into uh, Mr. Premnes. Uh, commentary here and let you guys hear Stanley Prem that talk about how he saw the plane coming for him inside the Twin Towers. Here's Stanley Prem that's September 11, 2001. Developers, 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 developers. Can you cue that up? Okay, we're going to go to a commercial and we'll come right back with Stanley Prem that's uh, commentary here. I guess we got the, the wrong thing on the queue. Uh, we're going to go to a commercial, and then we'll come right back. And also following, coming up really soon, is Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com. She's going to give us some information and let us know how it really goes down, how you can save some money, save some of your dollars, folks. You're rocking with the KIRP radio show, as usual. The number one online music tournament encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to soundchew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then... Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every one hundred ten children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach him on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach him on YouTube. Love somebody today. 
have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. You're listening to WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show, baby. We are now... 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you. If you want more information about KIRP Radio Show, hit us up online. You can visit the website at www.kirpradioshow.com. Again, that's www.kirpradioshow.com. If if you're logging online and you're on some social sites, make sure you hit us up and like our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. Add yourself to the page. You can leave a comment. You can talk about the topics, and we'll try our best to get them all and read them off on the show. And if you're also on Twitter, send us a tweet at symbol KIRP Radio Show, and you can hit up the host, and that's me, that's Pudgy, at symbol NC Pudgy. Like I said, we are now over 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you, baby. We started out November 28th. 2010, and now we're taking it through 2011 and beyond. We are the KIRP Radio Show. And if you don't know what that stands for, that's keeping it real with Pudgy, baby. If you want more information about emailing or you want information about advertising or you want to know where we're going to be here and there, hit us up, Radio at gmail.com or WMMG. 500 at gmail.com and someone will get back to you as soon as possible. Like I said, it's all because of you, baby. 100,000 listeners strong and we're going on from here. I appreciate you and one love. Hey, it's, if it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair, and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m., starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host act right. My man holds it down. For purely poetic, late night mics, 
Poetry Show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. Yeah, yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem. All of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway. Pull me back to that McDonald's. Took it to my sad spot, 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like the Simmons whipping pastry. Cruising down A Street. Off white Lexus. Driving so slow, but BK is from Texas. Me, I'm out there bad side. Home of that boy Biggie. Now I live on Billboard. And I brought my boys with me. Say what up to Tata. Still sipping my top. Sitting courtside. Nicks and Nets give me high five. Nigga, I can spice out. I can trip a referee. Tell by my ass. That I'm most definitely from Get cold and involved with your skin out. 
city of sin It's a pity on the whim Good girls going bad The city's filled with them Mommy took a bus trip Now she got a bus out Everybody ride her Just like a bus route Hail Mary to the city You're a virgin And Jesus can't save you Life starts when the church is. Came here for school Graduated to the highlight Ball players Rap stars Addicted to the limelight MDMA Got you feeling like a champion The city never sleeps Better slip you an ambient Welcome back to WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show. Played that by special request, man. Shout out to my, my people out there in Brooklyn, New York. Got a got a little email here from uh, from a listener from Brooklyn, New York. Says, I'm listening to the show. Um, I normally listen to the show always, but sometimes I don't get a chance to listen. I have a couple of questions about some coupons. And uh, <laughs> I'm not the one to answer your coupon questions, but I did get your request in there to play in that uh Jay-Z and Alicia Keys, New York, and I'm not a singer, so I'm not going to sing it for you, but got it in there, at least most of it, can't play all of the song, I apologize, got to get back to the show, but shout out to everybody out there listening, 619-638-8559 is the number, you can hit us up online at www.kirpradioshow.com, you can also hit us up on Twitter, if you got a Twitter, a Twitter mail, you can inbox me, or you can... uh or I forget what they call it. Send me a message on Twitter, in, in other words, or send me a uh, comment or at at symbol me at at symbol NC Pudgy or at symbol KRP Radio Show. Um, that's the general mailbox for the show. So if you got any commentary about tonight's show or any other night's show, make sure you leave your comments on there, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. So shout out to everybody out there in Twitter land who hit me up on Twitter land. I appreciate it. Um, we got to get more interactive with the listeners on the show. I see a lot of folks in the queue. A lot of folks are listening. But don't forget, when you call the number, which is 619-638-8559, make sure you press 1 if you desire to speak or if you have something you want to say. I apologize to the people I didn't get to earlier. Um, I had to get those those uh, those recollections of, two, of uh, September 11th out before Ten to five. So if you can call back if you're listening via online, I'll make sure I get to you. It was about it was a few of you. I apologize, but coming up real soon will be our Stanley Preeminence recollection of uh, we had the wrong thing planned. Something about developers here just a second ago, but Stanley Preeminence is going to recall his day, which is uh, we just heard a commentary from Brian Clark, who was uh, also one of the last two guys to survivors that exited on their own out of the World Trade Center. I mean, they just made it out in the nick of time. But before then, we're going to bring Charlotte on for stretching your budget because Charlotte's going to drop a little jewel on us and let us know what's going on about saving a couple dollars, as she always does, and how to stretch our budget from stretchingyourbudget.com. Here's Charlotte. Charlotte, we're going to bring you on a little bit earlier. I hope you don't mind. No problem. I'm here and ready. <laughs> Great. Hey, I got a question for you, but I'm going to let you do your piece, and then uh, we'll come back to the question because I had a few emails, and I tried to forward people to you, but I guess they want to send them here, and I'll read them off on the air. I don't mind. So it's yours, Charlotte. Take it away. Okay. Well, thank you guys for having me again. I actually literally just walked in the door from the beach, so sorry if I'm slightly unprepared, but um, it was nice to get away, a quick little weekend vacation, but... um. I really just kind of, and don't hate me, but I kind of wanted to step back from, you know, couponing for just a 
for today, really, because of 9-11 and remembering, um, you know, those that lost their lives. And um, I just wanted to kind of talk about my reflection back on on that day really quick, and then um, we can go into some of those questions you had, Pudgy, for me for couponing. I'll be happy to answer those. Absolutely. Please please do that, Charlotte. Please. (laughs) By all means. Okay. Um, well, I was actually in high school still, can you believe it, 10 years ago? Um, but I was sitting, you know, in our <laughs> our room and it came on TV and, you know, it was mixed emotions because, you know, we really didn't know what was going on. And, um, you know, I remember coming home and turning on the TV and it was like that's all we did was we were glued to the TV for several hours um, that whole evening watching what was going on over and over and over. And it's just like... Is something else going to happen, or is this just, you know, one-time thing? So it was really just a lot of mixed emotion for me. Um, another reason why it was kind of crazy was because my cousin was actually born on 9-11. So 10 years ago, um, wow. it was kind of a, a happy moment, but then it was a sad moment. So it's hard to, like, change over from being really excited to um, being, you know, kind of upset and shocked at what was going on. So that was kind of crazy. But um, wow. it's just it's hard to think, you know, 10 years ago, those words like terrorist and attack on 9-11, that was nothing that ever even crossed my mind, you know? Yeah, me either. But it's like, it's crazy just to reflect back on the way things have been and, you know, the past 10 years, what's gone on in our world and how things have changed. And it is kind of, you know, weird to think about, but I kind of think of couponing this kind of, born out of this because, you know, our economy has kind of changed since this whole thing has happened. And mm-hmm. for for me and my family, you know, we had to start saving money because of the economy. So, you know, for me, that would be the only positive I could see because I'm able to share, you know, out of how to save money out of the situation, um, you know, when able to give back to others. But I would just, really encourage those of you out there if you you know you have a loved one um that maybe one way that you could give back is to look for you know some kind of you know a memorial or some kind of fund for a family um college fund something like that for you know a loved one that you know they need money so because we are able to save money from couponing, then we can take some of that savings, you know, to give back. So that's Amen. something my husband and I were kind of reflecting on, you know, on our drive home. You know, we could find some kind of fund that, you know, we could try to give back to some of those that lost their loved ones. So that's just kind of our reflections from today, just thinking back on it. But. That, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so, yeah, that was all I had about my reflections, but it was really an exciting moment because my cousin was born and, and she was actually, they thought that she was going to be born with Down syndrome and, and have all these um, medical issues and she, she was perfect. She was so Praise intelligent God. and full of life and um, so it really was a miracle and a blessing um, that is. even though it was such a tragic day. So mm-hmm. that That is a blessing, man. <laughs> Praise God. And happy birthday to your yep. cousin too, by the way. Yep, her name is Anna. So shout out to Anna. Shout out to Anna. Happy birthday. Yay. So, yeah. We got to get some sound effects on here, man. It's just too dry without. We should have had some some buzzers and some happy birthday bells and the happy birthday Birthday songs and all that. Yeah, something, right? A baby crying or something. 
<laughs> Something <laughs> like that. Well, look, let me let me ask you this. So, so what did you what did you think had happened on on in two thousand one? You know, when it when the towers were under attack or whatever. Um, actually, the first thing that went through my mind, um, my mom's a flight attendant for U.S. Airways, and I thought was, oh my gosh, what it was my mom, you know? So that was really the first thought. Um, so it was really scary for me because I didn't know what had happened. Um, but, you know, once we found out that airplanes had hit the towers and, um, you know, I obviously tried to get in touch with somebody, you know, my dad or whatever to find out. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't her. She she flew international, actually, at the, at the time. So, But she was in Germany whenever they um, – I don't remember if you remember the bombs hit the trains there. They yeah. Had, uh, suicide bombers. It was, like, right after that. So she was actually stuck there for a week because she was over there in Germany. Yeah. But, yeah, but my first, my first thought was my mom. So <laughs> that was all I could think about. But I really didn't know what it was to begin with. I mean, all we heard was New York had been hit, you know, terrorist attacks. We didn't know what had happened. It was definitely an a unbelievable event. And um, I remember I, I actually flew that same week. And I've never, ever, and I was going to say this later, but I've never seen an airport that empty. I mean, there oh, were still, really? I mean, there were still people flying, but it was no way like it normally is. I mean, in no way, shape, or form. There were a lot of people flying international, though. Let me tell you, there were people that were weren't American that were getting out of this country. I promise you, I've never seen <laughs> the international flights that that busy. I mean, the international f- flights were huge. If people were getting out of here, let me tell you. Yeah, they didn't want to take any chances. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't know, man, but I know, I know for a fact, folks were really getting out of here, and and they almost stripped you naked during that week. It was so many, it was guns all over the place, it, it was soldiers all over the place, dogs, you name it. Well, I mean, it's still insane how you have to go through interrogation basically to get on the airplane now. Ever since then, it's never been the same. Absolutely, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, here's a question for you, Charlotte, that came from, uh, uh, let's see, Nikki from Brooklyn. She says, uh, can you ask Charlotte if there are any stores that will or have offered, if that you know of, their rotational sales schedule so we can be more prepared with our coupons? That actually is a good question, and um, there's no, no stores offer that. It's kind of based on seasons. Um, and I actually will work on that for you um, and try to get that out on our website to help you out because I've had several people ask me that. Um, but right now the time is to buy um, peanut butters, jellies, let's see what else, cereals is a good thing to buy. Um, so you kind of have to look at it and decide what it is that um, is kind of in that season. So like, Two months ago, the perfect thing was to buy ice cream, frozen pizzas, um, things for the summer. So now we're back to school, so chips, uh, peanut butter, stuff like that, things for lunches. So you kind of think about how it's going on in that time of the the season, and then that's kind of how things go on sale. Does that make sense? (laughs) It makes plenty of sense to me. I'm taking notes. (laughs) I hope she's taking notes. (laughs) Yes. So that's kind of how it is. So, like, during Thanksgiving, November, Thanksgiving-ish, you're going to start um, seeing canned goods, soups, 
um, like Campbell's chicken, cream of chicken, cream of mushroom, stuff like that, cooking things, chicken broth, um, stuffing. So things like that is things that I would buy a, a stock up for, and I would have that um, in my stockpile. Those things don't expire for up to two years. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have chicken broth that I bought last Thanksgiving. I will have that this year, and then I'll just rebuy it again when it goes back on sale. What about a so turkey? You kind of think way ahead. Turkeys, yeah, you can buy turkeys. The only thing with that is that they don't have as long of a shelf life because they'll get freezer burnt. Yeah. Um, but we buy them and fix them throughout the year. So, you know, I, we can get them as well as 49 cents a pound um, during Thanksgiving. And you can um, freeze them and cook them. You can either cook them before you freeze it and then kind of make up your dishes and then freeze them all. Mm-hmm. Or you can just freeze the entire turkey and then thaw it out when you're ready to make it. There's, I'm thinking of you know, different options with it. I'm thinking about buying a turkey now. Would that be a book, be a good idea to buy a turkey now for Thanksgiving? I wouldn't because they're not going to be at their lowest price right now. Ah, okay. At cool. Thanksgiving, you actually believe it or not, that week before, um, you usually can get it at forty nine cents a pound for a turkey, which is pretty good. You might be able to find that right now, but it's pushing that three months mark. September, October, yeah. You're pushing that three months. Most things last, at, you know, for three months without it getting freezer burn at all. Unless you take it out of its package, um, wrap it up really good, or if you have um, some kind of, um, like, vacuum seal type storage system, then you can last, it'll last longer. But if you just take it from the store, put it in your freezer, three to four to five months is, is really all you're going to get for the life of that turkey for it to really taste good. So. Hmm. That's good. That's good info right there. Because I like to eat. (laughs) You know, now is like you can get chicken, um, like the whole chicken fryers. You can get those really cheap, you know, 49 cents a pound now. So we get those all throughout the year as they're really cheap, and I'll keep those in the freezer all the time. And those are easy to cook because they're so small, so. That's something you can do if you if you wanted an alternative throughout the year. Okay, well that you actually killed the uh, extra answer too. So you killed two birds with one stone. Um, we had another that- listener. Yeah, yeah, you did. It was on time because she asked about um, <laughs> buying stuff for freezers and uh, through the fall and winter months. So I, I that pretty much answered the question, I think. Yeah, definitely. If you don't have um, a separate freezer. I would say invest in one because there's so much that you can actually freeze that people don't realize. Um, for instance, you can freeze milk. I don't know if people know that, but you just need to pour out a little bit before you put it in the freezer to allow for expansion, and then you can freeze it, and then you would just need to let it sit for 24 hours in your refrigerator for it to completely thaw hmm. um, because it will kind of thaw out in layers, and you just mix it up and it's fine. It sounds really gross, but it does not taste bad when it comes out of process. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it just make, it makes plenty of sense. It doesn't sound gross to me. I mean, hey man, we got a big family, so I'm taking notes on that too. Maybe we can put some milk away, and because my kids run through yeah. a gallon quick. The milk's expensive, but every once in a while, like I know for us, Harris Teeter, which is our local store, um, you know, it'll go down to two ninety nine a gallon, two seventy nine a gallon. So that's about half price of what it normally is. 
mm-hmm. almost. So, you know, we stock up and freeze on that because we go through milk a lot too. So, But you can freeze cheese, you can freeze butter, you can freeze um, sour cream. I mean, there's so many things that you can freeze that you use daily, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. We have a huge stand-up freezer in our basement, and it stays full all year. <laughs> so if you don't have one, invest in the stand-up freezer. Look on Craigslist. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Craigslist. But um, it's just a great way to find things that are used in your local area so you don't have to pay for shipping, kind of mm-hmm. like yard sale online. Um, but that's a really good place to find um, used freezers. A friend of ours actually just bought one off there. So. Cool. So Craigslist is the way. Cra- yeah. I definitely <laughs> I definitely mess with Craigslist. I try to deal with Craigslist as, as much as possible. One more question from one more listener. Um, she sure, says... Or they say, um, I don't know if it's a she, he, or they. They just sent it for Charlotte. <laughs> uh, stacking coupons <laughs> for a bigger discount. Are there certain stores who allow and who don't? Talking about stores that do not double coupon. I don't understand none okay. of that. <laughs> That's a good question. This is somebody that has experience with couponing a little bit. Um, so what stacking means is that the couponing term that we use but basically that is saying that you're using a manufacturer coupon and you stack that with a store coupon. So a store will put out a, a, their own coupons. Like, for instance, CVS will have um, those coupons that print out the Magic Machine. Have you ever seen the Magic Machine at CVS? Um, no. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. Well, CVS has this little red machine that you should check your store whenever you go in, and basically you just scan your CVS card, and it spits out coupons. Well, those are CVS store coupons. Let's say you have, um, you know, manufacturer coupon for that same product, then that store would allow you to stack that store CVS coupon with that manufacturer's coupon, so you're getting double the savings on that one product. So some of the stores that allow stacking, which most of them do now because it's become such a popular thing, um, but CVS, Walgreens, uh, Rite Aid, Target, um, most of your hair, uh, most of your grocery stores also allow stacking. The only problem is that you know it's finding those coupons. The good thing about grocery stores, so if your grocery store does not double, and it sounds like that's what you're asking, um, then you can check online. A lot of the grocery stores now are offering e-coupons. And um, basically all you need to do is register your loyalty card with your um, store's website, and then you can download coupons that they've offered on their website to your store loyalty card, and then that amount would deduct at the register. And those are considered store coupons. So you could stack those store EVIC or e-coupons. I'm using EVIC because that's here, <laughs> But you can um, stack those e-coupons with the manufacturer coupons that you get from your Sunday's paper or printed online. So that would be two coupons that you could combine together to double those savings. Does that make more sense to you? Hopefully I'm not totally confusing you. No, I'm, I'm not I'm not totally confused, but, you know, I'm, I'm still a uh, – <laughs> I'm not a novice couponer like you guys. You're an expert couponer. I'm not even novice. <laughs> I'm a very I'm a rookie but, at this. But do you get what stacking is, Alicia? Oh, I do. The stacking is just a store and plus the manufacturer. Yeah, you got so you got me on. I got that one. 
Okay, cool. I, don't I can know if ramble I'll... and think that I'm making total sense, but I'm like not to everybody else. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's okay. It's all for the listeners, man. And so far, so good. If we got people calling in and or people writing about it, it it's all good. So that's what we want. That's we want to help. Yeah, we want to help the community, and that's what we do. So, yeah. Um, questions. I will. I will start forwarding to you. I'll just keep them for you uh, for every Sunday when you come on the show. Any shout out, Shaw? I gotta get. I, we gotta move on. Oh man. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. This. Shout out to my cousin, um, again, Anna, happy birthday. And um, just wanted to remember those that lost lost a loved one. Um, my prayers are with you. So. Shout, shout, out to, shout out to Anna. Happy birthday, Anna, Charlotte's cousin. Charlotte, we always appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, much love to your husband for even giving up this time. I know you guys just got from the beach. And uh, I appreciate all the dedication you have and what you do. Is uncanny, man. It's unmeasurable, and I, I'm really thankful for what you do for the listeners coming on here and really dropping these jewels for them, and it's big to me. B.I.G. in my book. Thank you very much. No doubt. That's Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com. Folks, make sure you log on and, and check her out. Um, The website is StretchingYourBudget.com, and if you go to the top of the website, maybe it was the bottom. I don't, I don't have it pulled up right now, but she has a coupon on there. For uh, I think it's Jif Coop Jif peanut butter. Get free samples yeah. of Jif mm-hmm. peanut butter. Is that right? Yeah. Jif yeah. peanut mm-hmm. butter. So make sure you guys log on to the website stretchingyourbudget.com and uh, she's got a bunch of stuff on there, man. She's passionate, frugal, and trendy without spending. That's what it says because I wrote it down to make sure I had it right this time. So <laughs> shout out to you, Charlotte. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to move on, folks. I did commercials early, so I'm going to go directly to uh, Stanley Premnitz's video. Um, I'm sorry, his uh, commentary about how life was for him on September 11, 2001. You definitely want to hear this. Here we go right now. Stanley Premnitz, courtesy of uh, my affiliates over at Artesian. I'm sorry, Artesian and my affiliates over there at Guidepost TV. Here we go. Stanley Premnitz. Um, my name is Stanley Premnair. I live in Valley Stream in Long Island. I worked at the Fuji Bank Limited on the 81st floor. I ran the operation there, the loan operation department for Fuji Bank. On 9-11, I was on the 81st floor. The phone rang. My mother called me. Are you okay? My brothers took turns in calling me, Paul, Steve, Bill. It's not 9 o'clock, and they all show me love here. Something is not right. Hung up the phone, the first building was hit, didn't have a clue what it was. The young lady was working with me, Delise Seriano. We were watching towards the north building and what we saw was huge fire, fireballs coming down. She got scared and they said, let's get out of here. We walked down to the elevator, took the local elevator and now we're in the 78th floor the Sky Lobby. Went all the way downstairs and I was about to exit that building through the turnstile and the security guard looks at me and says, where are you going? said, well, I saw fireballs coming down from the first building. Something is not right. He says, no, your building is safe. It's secure. Go back to your office. The young lady who was with me looked scared and said, Stan, can I go home? I said, well, you can take the rest of the day off. The other fellows who were with me from my offices, Stan, how can you do this at a time like this? Now, I'm running the operation and she is going home. First time I spoke back to my bosses, 
didn't know why, but it was probably the best thing I ever did. And I went back to the office. One man walked out in front of me. This man had forgotten his laptop. He was out of a job for about six months. My boss took compassion on him, hired him as a consultant. He walks into the men's room, and I never saw that man again. What do you tell this family who calls you up? Did you see my loved one? But I walked back into my office, and the phone rang. And this young lady is calling me again, saying, get out, we don't have time. She worked at one of our rep offices in Chicago, saying, please, please stand. She had visited my office the week before. She bought me a box of candies. And she's telling me, Stan, we don't have time. Please get out. And while assuring her I'm fine, I just happened to raise my head. I'm looking towards the direction of the Statue of Liberty. No particular direction. And something caught my eyes. First, it's small. And by the split seconds, it's getting larger and larger, growing color. And as this plane get, got closer to me, I can see you on the tail. This plane is bearing down towards me, eye level con eye, eye contact. As it's getting closer, I can hear that revving sound that the engine is making. And all I had time to do was to drop the phone and I screamed and I said, Lord, I can't do this. You take over. And I dove under my desk. And the last split second I can remember, the plane starts to tilt so that the span of the wings would cover a larger dimension. And with the most thunderous sounds I heard, BAM! The plane crashed into the building. It looks like somebody took a giant bag of cement and threw it in the air. And the air got thick, I can hardly see. Even though there's fire all around me, I'm scared and the only desk that I'm hiding under stood firm. My Bible was on top of that desk. Upon impact, the floor above me dropped and was hanging just above the desk. Everything else is broken up like matchsticks. The air pressure was so great I'm scared I'll get sucked out. The sprinkler system came on and all the cables that were hanging in the ceiling dropped. And they're short-circuiting. One way or the other, I'm dead. If I don't get sucked out, I'll get burned to death, or the floor is going to come crashing down, or I'm going to get electrocuted. And I'm screaming out to this invisible God that I've heard so much about. Lord, I don't want to die. Please send somebody, anybody to help me. And at the far end of that floor, somebody heard that cry. But when I asked God, he intervened on my behalf. And in his loving mercies, he sent my guardian angel, Brian, with a flashlight on the other end of the floor. And he was shining it all around. And I started to crawl. And even though I'm crying out, wait for me, and this man is here, and I couldn't hear because I get temporarily deaf. And I started to crawl. I crawled the entire length of the loans department through the lounge into the computer room, computer room and the communication room. And that's the farthest that I could have gotten. One wall stood firm. And I got up and I looked at this wall and it didn't possess a challenge anymore. And I made a fist as tightly as I could. And I punched with all my strength. And my hand just went right through. And Brian grabbed my fist. He said, I see your hand. I said, well, you see my head. You yanked my body through. The hole got bigger. I stuck my head. Brian gave me a headlock. And with such force, he pulled. And I squirmed. It was like a deadlock this man gave me around the neck and the arm. One fluid motion. And he just grabbed. And he pulled and I squirmed and I went through with such force. I just fell on top of him. And I don't know how to thank a man who just saved my life. I grabbed him, hugged him and gave him a kiss. He says, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? He got up, all composed, straightened his jacket and everything. He says, Brian Clark. And I said, Stanley, pray, man. Very gently, he held my hands. And he looked at this concussion that I had here in the swollen palm. 
And in a day and a time when people were scared of blood, he touched my hands very gently and stared me in the eyes. He said, all my life, I live as an only child. I was born and raised in Canada. I always wanted a brother, and I find that person today. And this good man put his hand around my shoulder and says, come on, buddy, let's go home. And in his left palm, there was a gash. He took my right hand in his left, looked me in the eyes and says, from today, you're my blood brother. And we started a long journey home. That was Stanley Premness. Stanley Premness, recalling his accounts. And I, I know you guys earlier had heard uh, Brian Clark talking about, and, and that was the Brian that he was referring to. Those two are the last two living individuals to escape out of uh, the World Trade Center on September 11th alone on their own accounts, on their own accord, uh, actually walking out. And uh, what an amazing story. Um. I don't even know where to begin, man. What an amazing story. That's all, that's that's basically all I can say about that. Um one thing that you're finding in common and 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 you know, like I was saying earlier about um Janelle Guzman McMillan's story of how she was rescued after 27 hours under the rubble. Um all these folks are talking about their faith in God. And I, I can't help but I can't help but to say that there was some uh it sounds like on 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 all three accords, on all three accounts that they all shared some um mm, I guess it's safe to say they shared some a little bit of doubt in God, maybe a little disbelief even, but definitely a little bit of doubt. Um, this man actually said, Stanley actually just said, <laughs> he 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 called out to this invisible God whom everybody was talking about, this invisible God that he always prayed to. He called out and said, God, I can't do it. You got to do it. I can't do it anymore. You got to do it. And dug under a desk with a plane coming headed straight for him through his window, through his office window. I can't even put that in perspective. I can't for the life of me. I don't, I don't care what I do. I, and I, I got a, I've got a huge imagination, um, for the most part. But there's no way that I can put that in perspective and actually imagine a plane coming for me. A plane. You 81 stories in the air, and a plane's coming for your window. And you duck under the desk and said, Lord, you got to do it because I can't do it. Can you even imagine what must have went through his mind that he's not even telling us or, or what his emotions was like at that point? You you got to know that I'm dead. I mean, there's, there's no way. There's, there's no way possible. That you can even fathom that you're going to survive this. When there's a plane, an airliner headed for your window and you're 81 stories in the air in the World Trade Center. No way. No way you believe you're going to survive that. And there's no way you survive that without God Almighty. You can't. Folks, here's your miracles. 
Here are the miracles that you that everybody's looking for. Let's be honest. There's a lot of people. You everybody has a little bit of doubt about something. It's, there's something about the Bible, or there's something about your religion that you don't believe. There's something about God that you don't believe. Something, something about the Bible. If you don't doubt God and Jesus, you doubt something that you read. Something, something has got to say that's just unbelievable. And for a lot of people, they think I need a miracle, but here's your miracle. I mean, think about this man was looking out the window on the 81st floor of the World Trade Center after a plane had already hit one building, I might add. So he's looking out the window, and here comes the plane getting bigger. It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. And before you know it, he's like, this plane is coming for me. So he ducks under the desk and said, Lord, I can't do it. You got to do it. Save me. And he's alive today. I can't we can't put that into words. I can't put that into context. I can't explain how this happened. All I can say is praise God cuz I don't no one can explain how this happened. No one knows why he survived. But I guarantee you today his faith is a heck of a lot stronger than most folks. Because he had that personal that individual that personal contact with that miracle that a lot of folks are looking for that are right before our face. You know, on this show, we're always talking about being individually responsible, about being responsible for yourself, about being responsible for your vote, understanding the history of things, not hating people for what you think they represent, but actually dig deep and understand what's going on and know why you dislike people or why you think you dislike them. We always talk about being an individualist on this show. We believe in capitalism. We believe in individuality. We believe in all these things. But yet, we're always looking for a miracle in our lives. And here are the miracles. We're just not looking close enough. There, there are miracles around you every day. I often post something that came to me or, or, or something that God gave me. I felt like, you know, what was a you know, it was a word for me and a word for many is that every day is a new life. And I firmly believe in that. Every single day you live is a new life, a new chance to be perfect. And if and if you're following religion, if you're following a religion that 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 says Christ like a religion of being Christ like or the belief that I can be Christ like, you can be perfect one day at a time. You got to take away the belief that you can't be perfect. You can't. That's that's something that the world gave us. We can be perfect day by day. You can live a perfect life. Every day that you live is a new life. You go to sleep and you wake up. Thank God for a new life. Not only for a day, for a new life, a new chance to be perfect. This is something that's God given. God pardoned this man's life. He called out to God and God pardoned this man's life. I didn't do it. You didn't do it. He didn't do it. He fell on their desk. God did this. So what I'm really saying is we need to have an individual relationship with God ourselves. We got to start paying attention to detail. Miracles are all around us every single day. Stop looking for that one miracle and start living your life by day. Every day, let every day be a new life to you. When you wake up tomorrow, I want you to say, God, thank you for a new life. Thank you for a new life to live. 
a new chance to be perfect, another day to be perfect. Forget about tomorrow, forget about yesterday because yesterday is dead. Yesterday is no longer, yesterday don't exist anymore. I don't care what you do for the rest of your life. There's no way possible that any of you, anybody walking in this world, anybody alive can bring back yesterday. You cannot bring back yesterday no matter how hard you try. So there's no need of dwelling on it. You in for a long life if you wake up every day and say, Lord, I can't do what I did yesterday. Or I don't need to do what I did yesterday. Or start feeling so bad about what you did yesterday. I'm not saying excuse your wrongs. I'm saying correct your wrongs along the day. But if you live every day like it's a new life and strive to be perfect by day, all the wrongs that you did in yesterday will die. There'll be a day that they all will die. I'm not saying that you're going to be a perfect person by no means, but I'm saying every day we can strive for perfection and there are going to be some days that you will be perfect if you strive for that. But if you believe what the world tell you that you can't be perfect or, or, or what goes around comes around, God said, give it to me and he forget about it. Give it to him and don't live through it anymore. So all these different things that are attacking you, all these crazy beliefs that you had, all these crazy things that you did back in the day, you went to the club last night, you you wowed out, you got drunk, you did this, you wrecked somebody's car, you cursed somebody out. Repent for those things. The next day that you live to be perfect, if you see that person that you wronged yesterday, that dead day, which is yesterday, tell them you're sorry. Recall that wrong that you did right before them. And move on. Keep going. Every day is a new day to be perfect, folks. I got to go to commercial, and then I'm going to come back with CNN's first eight minutes of com- first five minutes of commentary on September 11th, and then we're going to close the show. So you're listening to the KRP Radio Show. You're kicking it with Pudgy WMMG, home of the KRP Radio Show. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter at symbol NC Pudgy at symbol KRP Radio Show, or hit us up on Facebook www.facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show 619-638-8559 is the number or www.krpradioshow.com I'm sorry, YouTube slash KRP Radio Show for the YouTube. I got a speech on there and uh, a lot of people might not like it but I got I got a speech on there that uh, that I think a lot of people should listen to you know, something that I'm standing for but it is what it is. Hey, 
it's if it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair, and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m., starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host, Act Right, my man, holds it down, the purely poetic Late Night Mike poetry show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. 
Soundshoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to Soundshoe.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for Soundchew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. You're listening to WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show, baby. We are now 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you. If you want more information about KIRP radio show, hit us up online. You can visit the website at www.kirpradioshow.com. Again, that's www.kirpradioshow.com. If if you're logging online and you're on some social sites, make sure you hit us up and like our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. Add yourself to the page. You can leave a comment. You can talk about the topics, and we'll try our best to get them all and read them off on the show. And if you're also on Twitter, send us a tweet at symbol KIRP Radio Show, and you can hit up the host, and that's me, that's Pudgy, at symbol NC Pudgy. Like I said, we are now over 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you, baby. We started out November 28, 2010, and now we're taking it through 2011 and beyond. We are the KIRP Radio Show, and if you don't know what that stands for, that's keeping it real with Pudgy, baby. If you want more information about emailing or you want information about advertising or you want to know where we're going to be here and there, hit us up, Radio at gmail.com or WMMG500 at gmail.com, and someone will get back to you as soon as possible. Like I said, it's all because of you, baby. 100,000 listeners strong, and we're going on from here. I appreciate you and one love. Close out the show real quick. Couple minutes. Got about seven minutes left. Um, just got to give a shout out to everybody out there who's listening to the show, man. You guys are big in my book. Also, got to give a special shout out to my KRP team, KIRP team, my Curb team, 
holding me down, man. You guys know who you are. I appreciate it. All the producers who I work with from afar, I get to work out of my house, and they get to log on here and help me out. Appreciate you guys with everything you do, me and the whole team. Shout out to you guys. Um, shout out to all my people at LI. Shout out to all the folks who are going to attend the rally on Monday. And if uh, you need information on that, the North Carolina Values Coalition is having a marriage rally on Monday, September 12th at the Legislator, uh, 10.30 a.m., location Halifax Mall. is right behind the Legislative Building. So, um, you know, if you guys don't know, Monday the Legislator is expected to consider an amendment to the state constitution, de- excuse me, defining marriage as a union of one man and one woman. So please attend this rally, bring a sign or show your support, you know, for this amendment, man. Take a stand for marriage the way it is. You know, we don't want it changed um, for any rate. We don't want the representatives or any government institution to uh, to vote for us. We want the people to vote for that. And whatever the people speaks for, whatever the people says, you know, that's what we will live with. I, I'll live with that. I, if the people support it, you know, you know, by numbers, if the people come out to support gay marriage, and they vote for that, you know, but I may not be all for it and I may not like it, but I respect it. I respect it anyway, but at the end of the day, um, I just can't support something of that nature. And and like I said, my my religious beliefs is undebatable um, politically, socially. I just feel like we should vote on these things ourselves. All right. I'll just leave it at that. So tomorrow the marriage rally, make sure you guys attend. Um, the North Carolina Coalition of Marriages is, is going to be there. And, uh, you know, they're going to have a rally out there. So make sure you guys be there behind the Legislature Hayes Mall, right behind the Legislature Building, man. So I hope you guys attend. Be out there early. You know, bring your signs, bring your people, bring everybody out. And uh, maybe we can call your representatives, too, folks. Call your representatives. Look them up. I'll see if we can. We I'll see if we can get it, get the uh, the numbers of all the representatives and post them up on the KRP Radio Show page on on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. I'm going to post the numbers on there. I hope you guys can make the call. Call them and let them know what you stand for, whether it's pro-man pro and woman marriage or pro-gay marriage or whatever you stand for. Call your representatives because I'm a fond believer that you should voice your opinion. Uh, also got to give a B.I.G. shout out to Speaker Pro Tempore. Dale Falwell, um, shout out to Representative Dale Falwell who had us up there for a press conference last week. Appreciate you, man, and all the things that you do. And this man has done some amazing things, folks. Look him up, and I want you to see some of the things that he actually, some of the laws that he helped get passed or some of the laws that he brought about that were passed. So got to give a birthday shout out to my man, Representative Glenn Bradley. Shout out to you. All my members of Frederick Douglass Foundation, shout out to you guys, the KRP team, as usual, the Twitter team, Facebook team, everybody. Shout out to all you guys. You B.I.G. in my book. And uh, shout out to all the listeners, man. 170,000 strong, despite the old commercial that we just played. We're 170,000 plus, plus, plus strong right now. Hoping to continue on. Um, The numbers slowed up a little bit. Got to get back on the grind. Got to get out there. Been busy lately, so... You know, hadn't really hadn't had a chance to get out there the way that I would like. But uh, right now we're gonna we're gonna end the show, and uh, we're gonna go to the first CNN's first footage uh, that they played, the first five minutes of uh, the attacks on September 11th. You guys be blessed. Same time, same place next week, man. We're gonna be right back. 
We're going to talk about some more politics. Make sure you check out the video I got on the, on the page. It's on YouTube also, youtube.com backslash KRP Radio Show. Check it out. To all the listeners out there, you, I love you guys. Be blessed. Be safe. Remember, every day is a new day. Every day is a new life. Forget about yesterday. Yesterday is dead. Here's, here's the footage, and we are out of here. To consolidate your credit card or other debts, just log on. Yeah. This just in, you are looking at a, obviously a very disturbing live shot there. That is the World Trade Center, and we have unconfirmed reports this morning that a plane has crashed into one of the towers of the World Trade Center. CNN Center right now is just beginning to work on this story, obviously calling our sources and trying to figure out exactly what happened, but clearly something relatively devastating happening this morning there on the south end of the island of Manhattan. That is, once again, a picture of one of the towers of the World Trade Center. You can see these pictures. It's obviously uh, something devastating has happened. And again, unconfirmed report that a plane has crashed into one of the towers there. We are efforting more information on this subject as it becomes available to you. Right now we've got Sean Murtaugh. He is a CNN producer on the telephone right now. Sean, what can you tell us about what you know? This is uh, Sean Murtaugh. I just was uh, standing on the uh, uh, vice president of finance. Sean, Vice President of Finance for CNN. Sean, we're on the air right now. What, what can you tell us about this situation? Hello? Yes, Sean, you're on the air yes, right yes. now. Uh, can, what can, go ahead. What can you tell us? I, I just witnessed a plane that appeared to be cruising uh, slightly lower than normal a altitude over New York City, and it appears to have crashed into, uh, I don't know which tower it is, but it hit directly in the middle of uh, one of the World Trade Center towers. Sean, what kind of plane? Was it a small plane, a, a it jet? Was a, uh, it was a jet. It uh, looked like a two-engine jet, um, maybe a 737. You're talking about a large passenger commercial large jet. large passenger commercial jet. And where were you when you saw this? I am on the 21st floor of 510 Plaza. Did it appear that the plane was having any difficulty flying? Yes, it did. It was teetering uh, back and forth, wingtip to wingtip. And it looks like it has crashed into probably 20 stories from the top of the World Trade Center, maybe the 80th to 85th floor. There is smoke billowing out of the uh, World Trade Center. Sean, what happened next? Does it, does it appear to you that the plane is still inside the World Trade Center? From my angle, I'm, I'm viewing south towards the Statue of Liberty and towards the World Trade Center. It looks like it has is embedded in the, in the building. I can't see from my my vantage point, whether it has come out the other side. Sean, what about uh, on the ground? or any debris that has hit down there? Or can my you see my vantage point is too far from the World Trade Center to right. make any uh, determination of that. Did you see any smoke, any flames coming out of the engines of that plane? No, I did not. The, the plane just uh, was, was uh, coming in low, and the t wingtips tilted back and forth, and then it, it flattened out. It looks like it's uh, hit at a slight angle into the World Trade Center. I can see I can see flames now coming out the side of the building and smoke continues to billow. Well, generally, is that a traffic area in New York for, for aircraft? It is not a normal uh, flight pattern. I'm a frequent uh, traveler between Atlanta and New York for business and it is not a normal flight pattern to come directly over Manhattan. Usually they come up either over the, the Hudson River heading north and, and pass alongside the island of Manhattan or if they're taking off from LaGuardia, they usually take off uh, over Shea Stadium and, 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 and take a gain altitude around the island of Manhattan. It's rare that you have a jet crossing directly over um, the island of Manhattan. 
Just for our viewers who are just tuning in right now, you're looking at a live picture of the World Trade Center Tower where, according to eyewitness Sean Murtaugh, he is the Vice President of Finance, an eyewitness to what he describes as a twin-engine plane or possibly a 737 passenger jet flying into the World Trade Center. It appears to be still embedded inside the building. Sean, are you in a position right now to hear whether any sirens are going, any ambulances, any sort of response to this yet? Uh, not, not from my vantage point. I'm probably a mile and a half, two miles from the World Trade Center. It, it is a, a remarkable scene as we're seeing right now. Flames still coming out of the windows, black smoke billowing from what appears to be all sides. Uh, obviously, windows shattered and steel jutting out from the structure and right Sean, now. And, Sean, once again, we're looking at these pictures. And I you're see them in my us, office. I have yeah, them on all my TVs. And you're telling us you believe the plane is still remains uh, embedded. I, I can't tell from my vantage point. Right. Sean, thank you so much thank for your eyewitness account there. Right now, we want to go to our affiliate NYW reporting on this as we speak. A little girl in his arms. Did you see what happened, sir? Did you see what happened? What happened? Well, I was in the past train, and there was a huge explosion sound. Everyone came out. A large section of the building is blown out around, like, the 80th floor. Did, was it hit by something, or was it something it was inside. inside? It, it was, was inside. inside. Because it looked out. Everything was coming out. Everything all was the windows coming. were coming out. All the papers were What is on the sidewalk? I didn't see anything. Were there any people hurt, do you know? Um, I just ran, and everyone in the past train just ran. I don't know if anyone was hurt, but I assume they were because the windows were all blown out. Much respect to all the people who actually lived through those events. And um, B.I.G., shout out to all my people out there, all my listeners out there in New York, man. We'll see you guys next week. We'll do this once again. God bless you. Good night. Definitely leave from...